as last week. I had the, uh, had the volume of the tablet turned down then. By accident. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben, were you Jeez. saying something then? Just saying amen. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's chaos. Hello. Willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa, ni hao, jambo, marhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition. What, Sambo? No. Hiya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 221 on Sunday, the 27th of February, 2022. Coming in your ears from the salubrious confines of Armish HQ. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. We're no Armish Mark. We haven't. I was just waiting for him. <laughs> the dwarf. The cripple <laughs> and, the, and the mother of madness. Oh, <laughs> no, madness isn't here. No, I'm going to have to. Hang on, let me try it. Let me try it properly. Let me try it. Let's try it properly. The dwarf and the mother of madness. Why am I the dwarf? <laughs> he's the dwarf. Matt's the dwarf. He he's gone. He's gone. He's not here. And uh, got Ryan Seven back. How you doing, Ryan? I'm all right. Slightly worse for wear from a very good night last night, but I'm hoping to bring you some delicious numbers on a plate of. Geometry. <laughs> oh, sure. thanks, for, thanks for stepping in, short notice. That's all right. Um, it, it was a, a foolish thing to do for me to come well, in such a state, but there you go, hair of the dog. I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm. And, um, yeah, you've been teasing me with your, your geometry and your numbers for the last few weeks. I know, but we keep on, like, talking in between the slides and stuff. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I, like, I, I was saying, like, maybe after you'd gone last week, that this stuff is so rich. And there's so many different levels of meaning and everything. You, you can't really rush through it because you, you're missing out if you try and rush through Absolutely. these subjects. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important to sort of take our time and and try and uh, explore all the different areas rather than try and hash through it. In, uh, and that's the real meat in these. When I've listened back to these and like enjoyed them myself, I must say. Um, you know, that's the meaty parts when we're all, you know, when somebody's asking a question, it's like, oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? There's, there's many gaps to be filled in. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable, and the yeah. weather's fucking shit. It's been good today. It's yeah, been it's quite lovely, nice. hasn't it? Yeah, I went home for a good while today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh look, there's vitamin D everywhere. <laughs> True, and I love a bit of Vit D. Mm. Soak it up. Yeah, I really did soak it up. It was gorgeous. I mean, a bit of a chill wind, but we are in England, and it is February. Just I, fresh. I was talking to a guy outside the uh, the restaurant today, and was like, I hope this lasts till spring. You know. It's like this, I'll be well happy, because mm. we've had it rough, haven't we, last week? We have, storms, yeah. and the weather's been pretty grim since the solstice, so yeah. this yeah. is that time of year where everything's starting to look up. And That's one of the things I love about Britain, <laughs> that, you know, when the spring comes, everybody comes out, and, you know, there's, like, this new life after winter, which very much fits into Rebirth. what we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Rebirth, yeah. 
Yeah, and I was saying last year um, with all the lockdown stuff, like it's not going to last much past spring because you can't put English people in a house after spring. It's just impossible. Nope. You can't. No. So, um, what? How do you want to play? Do you want to like do a quick recap or go straight into yeah, the, so the can, next slide or what? Yeah, we can do a little recap, and then I think you and I can have a quick discussion about the the fundamentals of some of this processional stuff. And right. I think because you know quite a bit about that, and <laughs> I don't think so. I'll just watch. Let you get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't rely on me, mate. <laughs> I know you know this. Stuff. I watched a YouTube video. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so... These books are just wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Go on. So, uh, <laughs> go on then. Go on, let's start. Uh, so, in Rivington, in the north of England, there are some pillars from a, a 13th century church. And upon these pillars are some Christian icons, including a satyr square which is a very famous magical talisman that reads Sator, Aripol, Tenet, Opera, Roltas. One of the things that's most remarkable about this talisman is that you can read it in lots of different directions. It means the sower, Saturn, uh, holds the works of the wheels. On the previous episodes, we've discussed uh, many things on these pillars, including this works of the wheels, which is the greatest analogy for the, for the knowledge we've been talking about. Some of it goes to some maths and some geometry that we'll go into depth today. And in the previous episodes, we've talked about, excuse me, certain shamanic things like uh, magic mushrooms for a starters as a gateway to shamanism, but also a technique involving not thinking like transcendental meditation uh, symbolized particularly by all this stuff is particularly symbolized by the pole star and the heavens moving around it. And the main thing being that um, you kind of stop thinking, connect yourself to the pole star, i.e. the pole star is a still point around which the heavens move. So you become that still point. And according to the mystics, this is where they derive a lot of the Harry Potter style magic powers, which you should take with a pinch of salt. However, my recent investigations are showing slightly different results, but that's an ongoing process. However, these magicians of the past had a lot of things going on in the stars, in these memes that are constellations, and they've put in all the mystery traditions, and by decoding these things, which are essentially on the pillars, we can derive many benefits, including health benefits and healing which would, which would be handy. Yeah, I'm actually at it now. No, it's uh, this, <coughs> these vape things. I do, I do like them, but if you're not using them all the time, they, they really dry out my throat do they? and tickle me. Yeah, I, li- I like the 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 you know the big chunky ones that they're, yeah. they're wet, too too wet, wetter on the throat. Yes. <laughs> so um, we've traced this uh, symbolism from these pillars, in, indeed from the modern time, and in the last episode we traced it back as far as Gobekli Tepe when we looked at the famous vulture pillar yes. which had on the, uh, the vulture as Cygnus the swan, which is a shamanic emblem uh, you'll know that emblem from the ugly duckling, the ugly duckling not being a duckling at all, but being ugly and then transforming, metamorphosing into this, this swan which is exactly the same myth as is on that's that constellation of the Cygnus. Next to that, we saw uh, 
a ball next to the vulture on this pillar and beneath that a headless shaman figure. Yeah. The ball being his head and the pole star and around that was the leg of a bull which is basically the plough. So we've pulled all these things together. So aside from all this shamanic stuff, this spiritual reconnection stuff, uh, these guys have a kind of um, perfected calendar now, obviously, we have a calendar of 365 days a year. Right. But what they did was have this sacred calendar, which was 360 and five days. 360 being a perfect circle to us in degrees. You could have a, a, a circle of 365 degrees, but there's a reason there's 360 degrees. And just as uh, is the point of the pillars, which has the god Saturn on them, and this god that's in this Saturn square is Saturn. He's the god of time. He's a time lord. <laughs> so now this maths that we're going to start to understand is all about time, harmonics, music, and many other absolutely fascinating things which are encompassed in places like Stonehenge, the Pyramid. And if we get far enough in this episode, which I'm hoping we will, uh, we'll get onto some of my personal discoveries, which is a pattern. A right. sacred geometry pattern which binds all of these things together. And yes. um, although other people, have, I came to find out, had found sections of this, this pattern, what they didn't have was skills in Photoshop. And they were able to put this pattern in, in lots of different um, mystical places and realise just who was using this pattern and just how far back this thing goes. It goes back a, if I'm correct, it goes back a frightening distance and... Like the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, they were pretty frightening in the 60s, though, all those blouses everywhere. <laughs> mm, yeah, the 60s, beware. <clears throat> so, we might as well get into the slides unless you have anything to add. Uh, no, sorry, not the slides. Let, let's let's talk about uh, procession. Oh, so right. I, I think Phil w- would be a good person to start with the actual. What's the foundations of procession, Phil? What 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 is the thing? What is procession? If you could sum it up, it's something to do with like the wobble of of, of the Earth on its axis. And what's interesting about procession is how slowly it's like most people think of, of the motions of the earth. We have the, the rotation once every 24 hours, the day, the day, and then we have the, uh, the orbit. So we orbit around the sun once every, um, year. 365 and a quarter, just shy of a quarter, I think day, the year, the year, <laughs> but we also have this third motion and it's to do with the what the wobble. And it's, it's like, uh, if you imagine, uh, a, a line going from the North Pole to the South Pole, that's the Earth, and you've got a line here. Well, the Earth is actually slightly off kilter like that, 23.5 degrees, something like that. On average. And and it's really hard to, uh, like a ruler would be a good way of, of explaining it, uh, to demonstrate it, but our Earth has this other motion, and it's like this. Uh, yeah. It's like a spinning top. So it's drawing circles in one direction at the top and the other like, clockwise on one pole and counterclockwise on the other. One might say a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a wheel in the sky, basically. Yeah, if you imagine the, the, the line of the north to south pole carrying on above the earth, yeah, it would draw a line, uh, sorry, circle. a circle in the heavens. But what's interesting is this motion is so slow. One degree of precession takes about 72 years. 
right, okay. about the length of a human life, coincidentally, or not. Or not. And it seems that from like what we've seen from ancient uh, megalithic architecture that people thousands of years ago were well aware of this movement. And it begs the question, how on earth could they be aware of this this movement, which is so slow? You know, a full cycle of possession is 20, 25,920 years, mm-hmm. roughly. 360 times 72. And no. this is where we get our ages. You know, they say the age of Aquarius. Yeah. So it's people, is that? <laughs> if you break the the, 20, the long count, it's sometimes called this 25,920-year cycle. If you divide that into 12, like a, a zodiac, then uh, an age of Pisces lasts 2,160 years. 2,160. Make a mental note of all these numbers. Because these numbers are important. 72, yeah. 216, 360, or 36, the zeros really don't matter. 432, 25920, all divisible by nine. Oh, okay. All add up to nine when you add all the digits together. Integers, yeah. So 25920 adds up to 18. One and eight is, is nine. Called um, digital routing. Digital routing, yeah. 432. Four plus three plus two is nine. Oh. Seventy-two years for one degree of precession. Seven plus two is nine. Is nine. They all add up to nine. It's oh. crazy. Okay, so <coughs> excuse me. So now imagine a clock or a wheel, and this wheel split up into three hundred and sixty. Each degree is worth seventy-two years. So now we get, you could say, we get, so we've got lots of degrees, 360 of those, but then we've got lots of 72s in each degree. Now you start doing the maths. So do we have a calculator, Andy? This might be fun for somebody. I don't. Uh, oh, yeah, hang on. Yeah, I've got one, yep. Let's this go. will be fun. It's going to buzz, isn't it? No, it'll be know. fine. should be fine. Cool. So let's start with... Uh, processional week. You'll love you. The numbers that start popping out straight away are these special numbers. And don't right. forget, we're talking about time and music and harmony. So we got seventy-two. Yeah. So seventy-two times seven is a week. So that's a week of procession. And I know that's four hundred and thirty-two. Uh, <laughs> I put it wrong. <laughs> I hope I know it's four hundred and thirty-two. Seventy-two times seven. Yeah. It better be 432. It's this number, but it's five, still... 504, five sorry, yeah, my, my fault. <laughs> 504, so 54 is, is one of these numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so now, uh, you know, 72. Yeah. Times 30. So that would be a month a of month. procession. Yes. 2160. Mm-hmm. 2160 which is a processional month. So the age of Aquarius will last 2,160 years as the age of Pisces has lasted 2,160 years. So now you can say, well, what's six months? Or a third of a year? Or you take take your pick. <laughs> uh, Let's do six months. So do 72 times 180. 12,960. Okay, there you go. What are these numbers? Uh, you can double that and get twenty five nine twenty. Is it all because they're multiples of nine anyway? So we'll see some stuff about this. It's very mystical nine, and, and it's to do with the decimal system. 
Now, if you, we were using size called base 10, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and zero as a placeholder for the next level up, and you're just leveling up every time. If you do it with base 11, base 7, base whatever, you get a similar thing where the last number kind of repeats itself and, and does all these other funky things mm. like we've been seeing. However, there's something about base 10 where all of the numbers line up and serve a function, almost like logic gates on a, on a, on a circuit. Right. And it's, it's, it's strange, to, to say the least, and the fact that so many people... Like, like the Sumerians, time and all these numbers come from the Sumerians, or probably way before that, but we know it from the Sumerians and Babylonians. Because they wrote it down. Because they wrote it down. Yeah. And basically all this stuff is in base 10, but they're counting in 12s because they realise there's something about base 10, but they're counting in 12s because it's easier, 12, 24. You know, right. 12, 6, 3. It's just easier to, to multiply and divide. And if you're doing it 10, you go 10, 5. Oh, what am I going to go? I can't half that again. So the the, the use of 3, 6s, 12s, uh, base yeah, 60, yeah. basically, yeah. is because of a number. That there's one number that's really important to the Sumerians, and it's the reason why it's on base 60. And that number is 50, 40. That number you just pulled up. 50-40. Yeah, 50-40. Yeah. And that's because it's ultra-harmonic, really divisible, and, and that's kind of, when you get to that scale of number, there's, it's divisible by so many other numbers. It's got so many other factors in it. It's like this magical number. And um, five, zero, four, zero adds up to nine. nine. I was going to ask if they if people used base ten, because they had like ten, ten fingers. Ten fingers. Yeah, but then there's something about that, isn't there? Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about universal harmonies and things like that. Man is the measure of all things, as they say, and it turns oh, out yeah. all these measurements were all, it's, well, as we'll see, this all gets into golden ratio and things like that. So we are golden ratio. The, we the are Vitruvian man. We, exactly. Vitruvian no, totally a, fits into that pattern that we before. A foot. A foot is also. I think the length between your your your, your ankle, mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> your wrist and, and your, your, your elbow, your ankle, yeah. and your, yeah. well, and and L is L is an old name for Saturn. This this limit guy, who's if you think about it, he's the measurements. He's he's your L. Oh, hang on, L is it an old name for Saturn? Because mm-hmm. L is an old name for God in the sort of Hebrew tradition. Well, that's, that's Elo, Elohim, isn't it? This the whole point in all these presentations that God, his name's obviously. That God sometimes called El or Elohim means gods and goddesses, which is a reference to Saturn being the king of all the, the planets. That's what that is. Um, but yeah, like El, Elites, Elevator, the elites, you know, the, the, these L words are all the, the top guys, the, the kings, the, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the hidden ones. Um, so I've lost my track for the first time right. since the very first episode. Well, we're just oh, talking about possession and, and the numbers, the importance of the numbers. What you, what you find is that these same numbers keep coming up, whether it's uh, 1080 or 12, 12, 16, is well, it? Well, let, let's do 1080, 2160. What's 1080 to you guys? In TV, normal life? TV, exactly, 2160 oh, no, 4K. I was, was going to go snowboarding, but... Well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, You've got 432 with uh, middle A. Yeah, so and that's oh, yeah, Pythagorean that tuning. Yeah. 432 hertz. Mm-hmm. Well, it got changed to 440 uh, uh, yeah. by in the early 20th century, I think. Yeah, but before temperance. 
It, may, it does make sense. I can yeah. I can kind of see why they did it. It just so they can even out all the keys because there'd concert be a gap. Tune. Yeah, co- concert pitch. Uh, aside from that, all these numbers, as we said, are beautiful and super harmonic, as we've discussed in previous episodes. It, it's more like you can add, uh, you can divide it easily, you can multiply it easily. There's, it's divisible by, you know, if you need to divide 50-40 by, you know, some 255 or something like that, it probably divides, you know, it's the most likely number to divide by the number. Then it all comes down to base 60 at base 60. Base 60, which the Sumerians were using for time. It's yeah. universal as well. I mean, across the language, there's no one who, who like, has an extra number. Like, there's no like Chinese number between six and seven. Mathematics is the base of, uh, it's the base of reality. It's mathematics. It is, and yeah. it's good how everyone realises that. It works from the very small to the astronomical. Yeah. Like the Earth's relate. We were talking the other week about the, the relationship in eclipses between the Earth the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. These numbers are encoded in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to forget and butcher them now, but it's something like the the, the, the moon is 432 times the distance between the, yep. earth, between the to the earth as it is from the sun or something like that. Well, this relationship is built well, in. There's, there's quite a few slides on that. Oh, stuff. Well, well, well let's not enjoy that. Let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not jump the gun. So shall we begin the actual slides themselves? I don't see why not. Here we go. Okay, so we were talking about Babylon and Sumeria earlier. And if you just... How bright is that? Yeah, go on. Uh, You carry on, go on. It's a bit blown out, isn't it? Uh, So on the right column there, there's there's a list of numbers. And that's called the Sumerian Kings List. And this is uh, detailing from, I think there's a black line halfway down that list, and that details uh, a separating of what modern scholars called mythical time from actual time. So if you look down that column of numbers, we'll have to wait for a second. For Sorry, a mate, I'm uh, right. fucking around That's with the camera. Just move, move it over a little, would be, would be cool. So uh, there's a list of numbers there. And these are the ages that the kings lived for in Sumeria. And if you look down that list, a lot of these numbers, I, um, I can't see them. Can, can you see them, there, Ben? Can you read them? Yeah, yeah. Got 720 there. 728 P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have we got? Uh, 186. Uh, that sounds like Yeah, there's it. a few that aren't, and I'm yet to figure those out, but there are so many on there that are. We've got 432. 432. Got 360. Yeah, 360. Poor old Zamog, he only made it 240. <laughs> <laughs> 900 yeah yeah there's a lot of yeah. sort of sacred numbers there yeah. 420 that's a sacred number that is very sacred circles. number yeah <laughs> so uh again we've got this image that we've talked about in previous episodes of two polar opposites around a central tree and then some kind of a sky deity above it mm. what it's really representing is the pole of the earth or the pole of your spine Pointing up to the pineal gland if it's your spine, pointing up to the pole star if it's if it's cosmological, and this this duality thing. These guys are of the sea, feminine, are of, and of the earth, and the men. So they got this duality about them, and the the root of all these teachings are called the serpent knowledge, and that is essentially is serpent knowledge, real understanding of these polar opposites, how to obliterate each other, and go, go into this null place in your mind. 
usually done by drugs. We can see uh, there's a colour image of some stone there, of a hand holding opium poppies. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that's the biggest clue. And we can see uh, what we've called Oani's previously, one of these uh, seven sages, which are represented by the plough. Here's one of the seven sages on the left. He's uh, doing the, the foot forward, like showing he's in motion, which is exactly the same angle as the earth is at. So showing you this possession <laughs> stuff's old. He's holding his handbag, which we'll get into a bit later, but he's totally related to these drugs and this knowledge that he carries. And it's also a kind of, uh, it's the, the, the main part of the bag is the earth the square of the earth, and then the, the handle is the sky. What it actually is, is a, um, well, it, it's given away here, actually. So in many pictures, I can't, I can't quite see on these ones, but in many pictures, he's holding his hand in what's called the fig position. Now, in, still in lots of countries, that means... Uh, all right, so your thumb is sort of tucked between yeah, your first and second it's finger. It's a sexual... You know, it's a yeah. willy and thine, a fanny. Yeah. So normally, <laughs> uh, often he's doing that at the tree. Right. Now, if, if that often is a fig tree, in inverted commas, all these being things being symbolic, you know, where have you heard of a fig tree that's just... You know, Adam and Eve, Adam you and know, Eve. the fig leaf. The fig leaf. So um, w- w- the thing about the fig is that aside from wasps, which pollinate it, there's nothing else that pollinates it, so you've got to do it by hand. Really? So they'd have the bucket of water and pollen... And f- fertilize the tree. They'd, they'd take um, a pine cone, could get all the pollen and stuff in there, and they can sprinkle it on the tree. No way. Now, what it's also is that bag's in front of his sexual parts. Mm. He's dipping into that bag, mm. and he's fertilizing the pineal at the top of the tree with it. And it's kind of reminiscent, you know, if you were a churchgoer when you were at school, of the church walking down, the priest oh, walking the, down the aisle, sh- dipping. Sprinkling on you. Yeah. Hello. There you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. And he does it from a little bucket. Mm. It's not like he's, you know. Yes, so, it's borrowed. It's a borrowed. Yeah, he's carried a lot. You know, it's been said many times that these fish hats are the same fish hats as the, the, bishop. the, the bishops. Yeah. yeah. And they are, it's often denied and said, oh, it comes from the 1300s and all this stuff. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But there were many other instances uh, going back to Kibel and um, Janus, which were right on episode, the first episode of all this stuff. And they wear those hats and have the keys and all these other symbols that are so old. The keys, that was important for the god Janus, was it? It was. Janus holds the keys to the new year because it's January. Oh, right. Keys are important. That was important for the Romans because um, there was a famous temple of Janus in Rome. And the idea was it was shut all the time unless Rome was at war. So it was pretty much open all the time. Right. But that was the, the whole thing. It was like, it was locked. Those gates, Keys. Yeah, they were locked. This is locked. Yeah. It's off limits. We only open the Temple of Janus when Rome is at war. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool, huh? Janus, a two-faced god as well. Yeah, he's okay. Capricorn and uh, Aquarius. Because Capricorn's the December, Aquarius is January. Right. Janus. Aquarius always looking forward. Mm-hmm. Capricorn looking back. Capricorn's a ho- ho- hoary old man. Janus is the young fella. So uh, it's this same stuff over and over again that we've discussed in these previous episodes. And it's really... So it's often talked about what's the Holy Grail? Uh, what's the Philosopher's Stone? These are all analogies for, this, for the same thing. And it, and it is all this information collected together. This, this body 
of knowledge, which is the spine, the drug, the pole star, the maths. It's, and they're all underneath this same umbrella of this wisdom teaching. It's, it's like a set of images that you get. And it's like, okay, this has got layers to it. It's got maths in it, early science. It's got uh, shamanism in there, you know, how to perfect yourself. Uh, it's kind of a book of life, really. And as Hamlet's Mill garbledly tells you, uh, it's, it's the beginnings of science, essentially. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hamlet's Mill, an essay investigating Hingle Bangle, Jingle Flangle, Tugle. Yeah. Hertha von Deschend and you Santiago. Might, yeah, such a son of a bitch to read this. It's thing. an absolute turd. But uh, <laughs> I remember uh, we were doing the podcast when I read it and I said, it was good. Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> it's all in it. It's all there. It was like, I. it was good, but I'm going to have to read this again in 20 years when I know more. Yeah, well... Because so much of it went over my head. I'd already gotten my head around most of this stuff, and then it was like, oh, I should really read that, try and read that book again, and read it, and it was still a bloody nightmare. Yeah, because it's not written like... Uh, by a human. By a human, or for humans. Or a sod. <laughs> it's not written it's for humans. Written by the ghost of a drunk alien. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, it's got nice pictures. Hamlet's Mill is the wheel of time. We're talking about the processional cycle, the long count. That's the whole point of it. You know, Shakespeare or whoever wrote Shakespeare, Francis Bacon, John Dee, whoever you think it was, um, you know, they knew this stuff and they encoded it. Edward de Vere. My suspicions is. We'll love to save that for another episode. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, just to show you that it is this death, birth, resurrection stuff, you've got two priests death, birthing a mummy that looks like a worm there. Mm. Can you see that guy? Yeah, the Persian priests. Yeah. So it's, it's just this death, birth, resurrection stuff. Just, yeah. just this simple thing that can alter your life completely. So should we do the next slide? Those poppies. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Would they be suitable for flicking pollinated water around? Hmm. And the other thing I was thinking is they, they're like harvest poppies. Yeah. They'd be probably quite dry. And if they're dry, they'd make quite a rattling noise. I don't know if that – it might just be – Those are the, – yeah, those football. are all valid points. Uh, very speculative. Oh, yeah. I don't know – Shit about yeah. Fuck. Uh, so you, the, you 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 put it in some kind of <laughs> shit about fuck. Is it Ozark? Yeah. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> you put it in like a, a shamanic ritual into this, aren't you? Like like you yeah, say, the mm-hmm. shaking of the beads and yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely room there. Yeah, I heard they were also good at beatboxing, and uh, some of them could actually freestyle. I bet. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure some of these are breakdancing. <laughs> they're doing some kind of a boogie they're, they're walking like an Egyptian <laughs> right so all this stuff we've been talking about is kind of alluded to in Carl Jung's famously most difficult book Aeon another place that you'll find all this stuff especially the the shamanistic part uh, enlightenment part you'll find it in the secret of the golden flower famous Chinese text written probably by Manichaeans Oh, uh, so that's like a Christian sect, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, th- th- that have gone towards Taoism. There's, yeah. this, there's this binding. So he wrote the foreword to that as well. So he kept, just as I got to the end of understanding the work, once again the universe went, here, read this. Mm. 
Because, you know, although I've read lots of other texts and, and been on the trailer stuff, you, you can't know everything. And sometimes things just do come in at the right time, don't they? Holy shit. So Carl Jung wrote the foreword to The Secret of the Golden Flower. Yes. And who wrote that? I mean, the Manichaeans? It's, it's, it's like a 14th century text. It's not 18, I can't remember, 1700s, I think it is. Wow. The Golden Flower. Right, okay. So he's not that old, but he, he wrote the, the <laughs> forward to the translation. Nice. Right, so um, one of Jung's texts, it's not very, it's not very important to know this, but he did, he, he did a series of uh, images kind of... He was regurgitating his soul after after a very personal breakdown that he had that he investigated while it was happening, and some in some of these fantasies that he had was uh, a character called Paimon, this this biblical character, and you can see him represented there in the top right, looking very much like Saruman. Come on, what you know? If you just squint your eyes, what is that? It's like an eagle. It's a fucking mushroom, man. Uh, oh, right, yeah. He's got the gills and everything, thought, hasn't it? Trained you guys on, the answer's always now. a mushroom. Everything's a mushroom. <laughs> so, I mean, that is quite blatantly a mushroom, but then we'll see there's lots of other things going on in that image that, that show really? me that, that this pattern that I found is, is much more widespread than I come to believe. Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose it's got those gills, hasn't it? The mushroom gills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact it's red and... It's psychedelic and it's to do with the mystic, you know, the, all these, there are many signs. That Wait, I, is he standing on top of a pillar again? He's so. standing on top of a beehive, which is another, oh, beehive. most honey in the past was psychedelic. Well, that's another free, Freemasonic symbol, the beehive. Yeah, and if you see in the, the, the way the Freemasons draw it, they're, they're getting at Liberty Cat Mushrooms because it's the same shape with a little nipple on top. Is there any psychedelic honey nowadays? Yeah. 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 You watch lots of video, there's lots of Vice videos and things like that on it, yeah. Lots of places. Not so much in the West anymore. Like Greek honey back in the day was like rhododendron honey and you would get off your mind off that. Nice. That's why the thing about mead, you know, it wasn't just the alcoholic no, no. content. It was all the other stuff that the bees are bringing back from, from oh, various... Like Is it the Euclidean rituals? The, the Euclidean El- rituals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 uh, the Elusian. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> the Elusian. I was like, I've never heard of these. <laughs> fuck, they sound good though. Oh, yeah. Euclidean, Euclidean mysteries. Isn't, it, isn't that just spirograph? <laughs> no, you know it. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right, the Eleusinian. So that, that was based in Eleusis. Yes. And this was another one of these secret ceremonies where you'd be initiated and you can't reveal what happens no. when you go in there by pain of death. Um, was it to Apollo? Eleusinian mysteries. I think Apollo was. Was the... it not Dionysus? Uh, oh, it might be Dionysus. Probably Dionysus. If it's drugs and stuff, it's probably Dionysus. Probably I can't is. quite remember. The god, of po- god of partying. Yeah, I do, I do remember that the, the thing itself was called the kaikion, the thing that yes. they drank. The cu- yeah, and yes. and if you look at the recipe for it, it spells mushroom. I'm remembering the immortality key now by Brian. Marescu. Yeah, mm. he was very much focused on the Eleusinian mysteries and the Not the Euclidean, Euclidean mysteries. <laughs> Euclidean mysteries, we need to start. <laughs> I think we should start let's get our it, own. Yeah, let's get it on. Let's start our own mystery school. Definitely. We need nine spirographs. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just cancel each other out and then multiply <laughs> mystically. It'd be like a Ouija board. I don't know how that'll work, but we'll... we'll, 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 we'll do it. We'll do yeah. it. 
Circles. We'll do some inner circles. Circles within circles. Right, so Carl Jung was this dude, and he found stuff out. Mm. Next slide, please. Oh, have we gone back to the oh, beginning? Oh, I hope it's not done that. Oh, do, no, do I need to, we're at the end of the, the last... Yes, we do need to go to the... We need to go oh, to the next To the next batch Can have what, We're making headway. Yeah, smashing it. Hello. We're on the end now with Goodbye. three. We're doing well. <laughs> is this right? Does this look right? This is good stuff, this now. You'll like this. Right, so... Uh, this is down to a guy called Frank Higgins, who wrote this wicked book back in either the late 1800s, I think it was early 20th century. And he he exposed a lot of these things, but on uh, a lot of the ge- geometry stuff. I'll try and get you a copy, actually. I'll get you a PDF. Right. It's the, they're really easy to read if you know your stuff already. It's just absolutely fascinating. There's nothing, nothing hard technically in there, but you just got to be able to link a lot of things together like this. So VW, the VW sign. Am I showing it in armor two? No, 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 it's fine. Uh, the VW sign. The VW sign. We've seen this on the, there's a, these three pillars at Rivington. One has a wheel on it. And at 12 o'clock on the wheel, there's what looked like a W. But when I look closer, it was a V and a W. I've, I've highlighted it in the top corner. Mm. Now, this VW symbol, I keep seeing, I kept seeing in other places. And it is symbolic in a Christian sense, it's pre-Christian, but the Christians took it over and called it uh, the Virgin Magisterium or something like that. I forget right now because I've had a glass of wine. Yeah. But it's this this majestic virgin, you know, like the Virgin Mary, VM, VW, and they do a lot of this flipping around stuff. The, the symbol three across from the left on the top, this M-A symbol is a Christian rejigging of that same symbol. Wow. Now, if you take the two pillars off the side, that's the symbol of Saturn. It is literally, from all the old magic textbooks, that is the symbol of Saturn. So like an M and then a W above it? Well, it's it's just a take, you take, if there were two pillars at the, either side. Yeah. Well, if fact, if fact, you can just ignore all this stuff and just look on the symbol to your right that says Azazel on it, and that is the symbol of Saturn. Oh, right. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. right. So yeah. you've got an, uh, it looks like an M, mm-hmm. and then above that, a horizontal line, and then a W yeah. above that, basically. And I think that's from Agrippa's... Cornelius. Cornelius Agrippa's... Got that down there as well. Yeah. Not got around to it yet, but... Not got around to summoning any demons up. I don't want to mess with that stuff, to be honest. It's it's nonsense. It's it's a nonsense. It's all psychology, from what I can tell. Mm. But I haven't messed too much myself. Why would I want to? I'm not interested in that. What's the point? I'll have a go. Oh, yeah, do it. If you want to join the Euclidean mysteries, (laughs) some some demon. (laughs) Ritual ritual one. (laughs) Skip to the end. So uh, beneath that is the M symbol for Virgo and, you know, the, all these symbols are kind of coalescing together. And uh, we can see a, there's a PX there as well, the the Cairo symbol. Mm. And then we can see a Saturnian cube. We've talked about the Kabar and other Saturnian things. And that's just the PX. So it's the, these directions of space and time and, yeah. and all these other things. So that's all bound together in this this uh, symbol for the Great Mother because another version of Saturn is the great mother. Saturn's kind of like being being a limit to things. Imagine your own skin. That's the limit to you, isn't it? You go any further and it's it's something else. 
So that's your personal space and time. It's your personal limiting factors, and that's that's Saturn. That's the archetype of Saturn. Mm. So the Great Mother is the same thing. She is the limiting factor that allows energy to be poured into it. She's the, <coughs> ma- the matrix. Think of a computer that's not been turned on yet. It doesn't do anything, but there's a matrix there that when the energy comes in, the masculine energy comes in, it can be captured. Potential. And suddenly, yeah, and suddenly you, you have potential difference in there because there's some parts activated and some parts not activated. And just like we said before, with weather systems, you, you get high pressure, low pressure, and this in physics is called work. This allows work to be done, and which is the basis of all action, all movement. And action and movement, the basis of that is time. These These quantum fluctuations into the vacuum out of the vacuum you know that's the basis of time this time is just the, the measurement of, of that mm. and are you aware of uh, the Planck constant mm. do you know what the symbol for the Planck constant oh, is oh no no see that symbol for Saturn there you know the the uh, so let's go top right corner you got your cube you got your px and then there's like a t with a little generally yeah. but that's the symbol for Saturn and Planck's constant because they knew this stuff too <laughs> So the limiting factor of the vacuum, you know, literally the the zero point vacuum is is Saturn. Saturn, you know, because these guys know they're they're still using the same stuff. When I say names like Da Vinci, Newton, probably Einstein, there's so many, so many of the luminaries of our society: Plato, Pythagoras, right the way back. You know, Imhotep. These guys were doing this stuff. I'm reading a book at the minute called The Invisible College by Freemasonic author Robert Lomas. Mm, I've heard of it. And he's talking about the founding of the Royal Society. Christopher Wren and Robert Moray and uh, Boyle. Chris, Christopher Wren wanted to rebuild London after the fire to all this geometry. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And they did that with Washington. You know so English. much. You're like Joe Rogan, you. Uh-huh. <laughs> o- o- only tall <laughs> smooth brain no like pretends, <laughs> pretends to know nothing but actually knows loads oh. I'm just a dummy no but all these these, these famous uh, luminaries luminaries is a great word well, I like that I, pull, yeah. I pulled it out of the ether that one yeah these luminaries through time they had an understanding a lot of them were interested in alchemy esoteric subjects mm-hmm. Isaac Newton's a famous oh, one yeah. you know, he yeah. spent a lot of his time um, looking into alchemy, squaring the circle. And, and not and having sex. Re- well. Yes, he, he was absolutely, he was a bit like not, you call it a germaphobe now, but he was he was that way. And, I mean, he was, he was famously possibly a bit of a... <whistles> musician. Oh. A musician, yeah. very good at music and very happy. Uh, he, he had a, a bit of a lover boy there, but the, apparently they never did anything. Uh, possibly because of Christian values at the time, but you get that feeling if he's into all this stuff, he's not doing it either. Nikola Tesla, another one that never did, an actual germaphobe, um, doing all the same stuff, and he famously got to the point where often he couldn't tell the difference between what he was thinking and actual reality. He'd have engines in front of his face, in front of his vision, and be taking them apart and putting them back together, and then. Like, forget that nobody else could see these things. That's ace. Wow. Because he'd, he'd use these same techniques. You yeah, know? He's working on a different plane of fucking reality. You know, I think that's where you can get to if you, if you are uh, driven enough mm. to get to that stage. 
I, I, I know I'll never get... No, I'd like to think I could get that far, but you, you drive yourself up the wall. Like, life, life's for living, too. Yeah. Uh, so, so, we got this WM all the time, this symbol, what's it getting at? Uh, so, before we actually arrive at a conclusion, let's go to that middle layer, the Egyptian thing in brown on the left. We can see that M symbol. Yeah. So, it goes quite back, back quite far. Then, on the... The next image in, there's like an M with a with a line underneath it, and that actually comes from the <laughs> the, the G string of the Maui guys. What are they called uh-huh. the Moai, sorry, on Easter Island, right? And that that's the the string that pulls his his little panties there up his bum. Wow! So there's that M there. So it's at the bottom of his spine, just just as yes, you can see it in the next slide here on, in the next picture. On this lady here, it looks like uh, with the M, the Egyptian one. It kind of looks like a spine with an M on the top. If you get me, next to the lady's spine, and then that's drawing up his spine. And then I just remind you that the the guys on Easter Island actually had hats on. Yeah, that were big red mushrooms turned upside down. <laughs> okay, that's speculative, but you know it wouldn't surprise me. On the next pillar, on the next image over, we've actually got a coloured in image from the pillars, which has got this same another one that's got this same M kind of thing. It's got an A in there as well, but it's definitely the same shape, and we're getting at the same thing. Now, in the next image over, we've got a, we've got a measurement here. This is so cool. So it's difficult to see, but over the, I believe it's the VW. Yeah, that one there. So over where the VW is, I placed this special triangle called the Jehovah Triangle. Uh, Jehovah Trapezium, excuse me. Right. Which is made up of uh, essentially two Pythagorean triangles and then two other triangles, which we'll get into. Now, the name of God in Hebrew is J-H-V-H, which we've said in previous episodes, Hebrew didn't have numbers. As different numerals, they had the S. So they used the actual letters as placeholders for numbers. So J-H-V-H is equal to 10, 5, 6, 5. That trapezium has a base of 10, two sides of 5. If if we look in this bottom row in the center image, you can yeah. see a few numbers around there. It, Ten yeah. on the bottom, five at the sides, and six at the top. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Now it's the god god yeah, trapezium. God trapezium, and then so that's in these M's. That's what they're getting at, and it, it's very much uh, they're getting at the hips as well. We've had this pregnant lady, the hips of the Moai. You know the the. There's other things going on other places, but you can see in the top VW, you can imagine that's a set of hips, you know, the skeletal hips and, yes. the, and, and the sacrum. So this is the, the, if you know anything about Kundalini and all this other stuff, it's the base of the hips and the sacrum. If you look to uh, Eliphaz Levi's drawing of the Wheel of Fortune, which is all over these pillars, in the top right-hand corner there, you can two, see two serpents coming out of a hip shape, going up a, a up a stick. Absolutely, yeah. Right, so we're getting at the hips, but we're also getting at something else here. Now we're going back to procession. Mm. The, if you look in the right-hand corner, you'll see that actually the slopes of the side of that trapezium are at 23 point, not far off, 23.5 degrees. <laughs> So the angle of... So that's what they're getting at. So the centre of the... 
if you can see it's been the trapezium's been extending to a triangle. The center of it says the pole star, and then you got the earth and you got all these angles. And I'll tell you as well, if you take uh the sides it's difficult to explain this. So if you imagine the two equilateral triangles at the base of that trapezium. Yes. And then there's a third one pointing down, isn't there? Yep. So if you just went to the top of those two equilateral triangles, drew a straight line down, halving them. Yeah. Yeah. Those the the remaining triangles inside would all be three, four, five triangles, and it's all three, four, fives with these two extra little triangles on the outside. Mm. Now, here's what's bloody cool about this, because I've said, okay, thirteen hundreds, and we've got evidence of it on these M shapes all across the world. That's a that's amazing as well. All across the world. Next slide, please. <laughs> right. So we've got Sumerian top left. Mm-hmm. These are these are all like at the gates of like <laughs> places in Iran, basically. Babylon, yeah, Babylon, Sumeria. Sumeria. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what the the, the bottom. The bottom right. right is actually from the guy that originally spotted this stuff, uh, Frank Higgins. All right, so Babylon, Babylonian uh, symbol of Jehovah. Is I it can't Jehovah? read it. I'm, I'm myopic. The lion, the eagle, the bull, and the man. And That's the man. The Sphinx. That's the Sphinx. Exactly. Man. And we started here with the lion, the bull, the eagle, yep. and the man. These degrees. <laughs> the, you know, I think what I'm getting at with all this stuff is that, I mean, you guys have, have been here for every episode so far, and how many times have these same things been provably repeated with with <laughs> geometric precision? And, you know, it can sound like I'm going, oh, mushrooms and stuff. <laughs> how many times have you seen mushrooms in skirts and things on these ca- same characters? How many times have we seen this angle in things? It's just over and over and over again. I think just the the quantities is proof enough without the actual voices of the past telling us these occulted esoteric secrets that they're never going to write down. I mean, these animals, if you take away the the drawings you've overlaid Mm -hmm. that show the angles, Mm -hmm. if you you just look at the image as itself, it looks almost unnatural. Yeah. Um, which Which indicates to me that that's why these animals were drawn in this position. It's not meant to look natural. It's meant to tell you that these angles are significant. That these beasts are significant and everything they were doing was as above, so below. They were imitating the stars. And then the top left guy is the Sphinx. You know, we've mm-hmm. got all the components of the of the lion, the eagle, the bull and the man incorporated in that image, I think. Yeah, no, we? yeah totally have. Wow. It's over and over again. There's an, there's another uh, mystical mythical creature there in in the center that's that's similar perhaps the same thing. Top or center so bottom. Sorry, center bottom. my fault. What does that look like? Yeah, it's like a weird giraffe serpent anteater thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Mongrel. I don't know. So no no explanation. There's no one know uh, what it's supposed to represent. They've got names. I can't remember what they're all called. Right. That's a griffin in in the top right hand corner. Right. So Griffin, very similar, very similar to the Sphinx, really. Yeah. You know, lion, uh, eagle. It's a, it's just I thought Griffin was a lion and an eagle, but maybe it's got be. horns as well, isn't it? I think right. That one has horns. Yeah, that one has horns. So the bull's there. It's probably got a man's ego. Yeah, <laughs> a man's <laughs> ego between its legs. <laughs> but that's amazing, isn't it? Mm. That that something that you never knew about is on these pillars, and relates to the past you know there's this this mystery thing there's a clear 
not not an unbroken line necessarily, but there's a clear line of this knowledge knowledge going all the way back, and it's everywhere if you just know how to look for it. Super. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like these angles. Yeah. I like the angle of the dangle. Mm. <laughs> cool. Next slide, please. Oh, gosh. Oh, mate. Right. So, okay. This is why uh, we'll, we'll try not to keep it too complicated for too long, but this is so effing cool. This So this this was, uh, I, God, I don't even know how I worked it out. It was just like, it was like a eureka moment. I think I was in the bath, actually. So... Whatever. Ha- oh, I'll tell you what. We can we can finish off what we're talking about a moment before in this clusterfuck of images. If we go to the bottom right, we'll see two swastika-looking images. And if you go one up, we can see that same triangle, that same trapezium, and all the angles and all the other various things around it. Just just as proof, there's two Pythagorean triangles in the center, and these two actual little triangles on the outside. Mm-hmm. That triangle is that angle. Blah blah blah. There you go. Right <clears throat> now, here's the cool thing. For a long time, I'd understood that the basic fundamental building block of all this stuff, the basic pixel, was the three, four, five Pythagorean triangle. It's it's famously used to draw many shapes. It's famously in the body. It's famously a, a Masonic symbol. We can see that Masonic symbol in the top right. And they call it Euclid's 47th problem, I think it is, for them. Mm-hmm. If it is, his 47th. Yeah, I think it is. So that's what they call it. So there's a little gold-looking thing in the top right there. Next to it is an Egyptian version. And they called those four... The, the, there's three squares around the outside of this triangle. Yes. And that's to prove that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yes. Uh, those are the squares drop map type. And you find if you, if you count all the measurements that it'll... The, the shorter line, so so there are three lines. They're red, white, and blue, let's mm. say. Uh, the red is three, the blue is four, and then the five is this mystery thing that you can work out by adding the three and the four together, the square of the three and the four together. In Egypt, the three was Osiris, <laughs> the four was Isis, and then they got married and had the son. Horus. This is what it was called. This is the, this is famously one of their mysteries. Right. No. We've talked about these numbers: seventy-two, you know, two one six, four three two, fifty forty. All these numbers. And when you start comparing them to each other, you start to realise that there are two sets of numbers. One contains the four three twos, etc., and then you get this one four four. And all these other numbers. So just something in my head went, one's male and what it's like one's male and one's female. Uh, Can you see it now? I'm seeing okay, it let's, now. Let's, let's not jump to it. So uh I'd realised that because all these nines are involved, <clears throat> for the male, all these numbers, all the male numbers as I saw them, plugged in to that shorter side, to, to the red side in the right hand corner. Yeah. All the female numbers plugged into the female side, and then you just, oh, it's so harmonic and beautiful. So we get these numbers that are <laughs> looking a mess there. So here we go. Here's how I worked it out, right? On the pillars, it says IHS, as in Jesus, Ioannis, uh, and sorry, Jesus. And 
that was at one side of Jesus's hand. He's on the cross. And if you look in the top left-hand corner there, you can see IHS. On his left hand was IHS. On the right hand was a serpent. But the more, and you can see the serpent in green there. And the yeah. more I looked at this serpent, I'm like, it says UHS. Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. So in gematria, which is transposing letters to numbers, IHS is equal to 216. UHS was equal to 288. I had my male and my female numbers. Now, if we look in the central column where we've got red and blue numbers and then a white number next to it, yeah. we can see there's a column that says 216. In red, yeah. And then 288 in, in blue. blue. And then you get 360. Well, if you plug those numbers in, into the Pythagorean triangle, 216 on the masculine side, 288 on the other side, you get 360 on, on the, the sun side, on, on the Horus side. Yeah. And then also all, all these numbers, I mean, you can look at that to your heart's content, but what ends up happening is through the area and the perimeter and what's called the H, which is annoying, I'll not go into it, but um, the hypotenuse. Hypotenuse, yeah. Uh, you get all these numbers. They're even announcing that 216 will be ahead. So if you look on that first column, 486, 108, 216, and then you'll see so many down, you get 216, and then it's the same amount next when that number will announce that it's coming up again. If you get me, there's a pattern with Absolutely. all these things. So that, I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, 86.4, skip one, 864. Hmm. And then we get announced 172.8. Skip to 1728. It's the harmony. <laughs> it's of, the literal harmony. And what's great about all these numbers, let's take uh, 1728. 1728, let's add them up. 8 plus 2. 1 plus 7 plus 2 plus 8 is 18. 1 plus 8 equals 9. Let's take another one. 3, 4, 5, 6. 3 plus 4 is 7. 7 plus 5 is 12. 12 plus 6 is 18. 1 plus 8 equals 9. And this multiplier of 9, I've tested this. This works till to 7 decimal places. Like if you if you times 9 by 13,476,371.67371. 2. Times that by 9 and your result... Take all those numbers, add them together, it'll be divisible by nine. Yeah. I've, I've tested it to the point where the calculator doesn't work doesn't anymore. Work anymore. <laughs> what if you, uh, what if you, so you start with three or four by nine at the top, right? So what if you did three or four times Where seven? am I? Sorry. What were you pointing me to? Sorry. Middle, just where you're getting your numbers. Yeah. Uh, here, here. So starting is. Yeah. Oh, so right. So what it is, is, so he, here's the fundamentals of it. So three times nine is 27. Yeah, yeah, four times nine. And then you're doubling it every time, 27, 54, 108. Do you get me? So it's a doubling of four times, because it's a three, four, five triangle. Yeah. So one side's got three times nines on it, doubled. Yeah. The other side's got four times nine on it and then doubled. And the, the reason for it is because of all this, um, not the reason for it, but the... The, the reason that they did it was because it's all divisible by so many numbers. It's very complex to go into. Quite simple. You know, if I, get, if I had half an hour with you, you'd totally get it. But half an hour on here is not necessarily 
time well spent. with like if you did seven, three, three and four, four times seven, or three or four times. It doesn't work three. the same. It's the, yeah, it's the, well, it's because it's because of that nine. Basically, the nine is magic. Yeah. It's like I've tried this with other because you think you're seeing things. <laughs> so you try it, you test it against other things. So you, you'll do the seven times tables or the thirteen times tables or anything. But it, there's something special about the number nine, basically. I think are we like programmed to see patterns as well? So when we get to an actual mathematical pattern, which this is, um, it's it's like triggers you. Yeah, it really triggers you. It rings really, a bell. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's in you. It literally is your structure. So it, it, it was resonating, is what it's doing. Yeah. Look at the numbers ninety. 90 degrees, a right angle, 180. Mm-hmm. That's half, half a circle. Half. Circle, yeah. 360 yeah, yeah. is a circle. circle. Yeah. 720, it's your TV. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why is a TV 720? It's because of this. Uh, and, and it's not because Samsung decided it's going to be 720 yeah, or 2080p. It's because of those of three, four, five triangles, because you yeah. can scale them up so easily. TVs used to be a four by three ratio back before Yeah, yeah, four to three. Yeah. And it was four, three, two pixels, as it were. yeah. yeah. Across four three two four hundred thirty two yeah, so um, the the Pythagorean right angle triangle is totally encoded in the, the swastika. If you look in the bottom right hand corner, is there yeah. straight away? There's lots of other ways of drawing it that we'll see in a, in a little while. But um, another thing about this, we've we've talked many times about this angle, and and this this angle is the reason all this stuff's encoded. Uh, so it, you can see there's in that black box there. In the grey box, sorry, if you, if you go left a little bit, there's some white right in, in the top right hand corner of that box. It says 1440 on it. So it's well, it? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, that one. Could you read those? What it says for me. What, over here? Yeah, so what I've done is made a little list of... We've seen all these triangles, and they've all got these angles that are pointing at the angle of the axis of the Earth. <laughs> so what I did was make an actual list, because they're all slightly off, you see. So if you can read that for me. That'd be lovely. Right, pyramid equals, I think that's 51.5 degrees. Yeah, so you'd half that and get the, the angle of, of the axis. 26.25 is... Yeah, yeah, that, that, the half, yeah, that's yeah. the axis. So uh, pattern equals 51.43 degrees. Okay, the pattern's this thing that I've discovered that we'll see very soon. Right. Pythagoras, three, four, five triangle equals 53.13 degrees. So again, you half that and you get the... Um, JHVH, so that's the Jehovah Triangle, uh, 23.97 degrees. There you go. And then the Heptagram Triangle mm-hmm. is 25.6 degrees. Yeah. So heptagram's a seven-sided shape, which is absolutely coming up. Right. And again, going back to these sacred numbers, I can't resist this stuff here because, again, it's relating to time. Mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes per hour. 1,440. Where is it? Minutes in a day, there it is. Uh, the there we go. Center column, there yeah. We go. 1,440 minutes per day, 60 seconds in a minute. 3,600 seconds per hour. 360 again. 360. 864 is another one. 886,400 seconds per day. 864 is the size of the Earth in miles. 864... And, you know, this will carry on. Oh, there we go. 864. There's a 
there for a reason. <laughs> it's so funny, really. And you get these used work, to all this. What's the processional cycle? 25,920. Can we find that anywhere? 2592? Uh, I, I, I think we might have skipped over this previously. Did I, did I tell you that? Uh, oh, um, just go to the next slide for me, just in case I'm, I'm going to say something silly. So I've, mi- I've totally missed something off a previous episode, and this is so interesting. <laughs> so Jesus has above his head I-N-R-I. Yuanis, uh, no Yuanis. What is it? Something... I can't remember. Jesus, Nazarene, Rex. King of the Jews. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's Jews? Judea. Right? And you're like, it's a bit, bit weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> and, and it says in the Bible, this was a cracker there, so that, that I discovered this one. Um, it said it was, could be read by both the Romans and the Jews. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And then I thought, well, what if I take Hebrew gematria, Hebrew numbers... And transpose them into Latin. So I did. And ladies and gentlemen, I got fuck all out of it. <laughs> and then I looked at it again. And then I just added the numbers together. And it added up to 25,920. Right. So, now I'll go through that process again. So you're so, taking the INRI. So I've taken I-N-R-I. <laughs> I've Which is Hebrew? It, or no, Latin? No, it's Latin. Latin. And then it was said in the Bible that it could be read by both the Jews and, and the, the Romans. Romans. So I've taken, I've pretended those numbers, with, with those letters, stroke numbers, were Hebrew instead of being Latin. Right. So I, you know, um, I can't remember the bloody Hebrew letters after so much. That's all right. Um, and then you added them up, I, I just I, I either added them or multiplied them. And it actually came up to 259200 is what it came up right. to. So I must have multiplied them. But yeah, 259200. You can just ignore those zeros, but that's what it ended up at. That's wild. Isn't it? Mm, yes. I, I can happily send you the maths. In fact, it's on a previous slide somewhere. The other thing that confuses me with gematria is there are different ways of using it yeah. that I'm aware of. Yeah. And um, I think there's a real danger of reading too much into gematria. Yes. I don't like to use things for divination systems. No. Uh, if you're going to tap into that stuff, there's other ways of doing it. They're better than just how many letters are in your name and things like that. Mm. Like, mm. Anyway, uh, do we need to go back or forward? Uh, I think we've gone. Just go back just to see where we are. Yeah, we've been. Just on this one. We've done that. So we'll go forward. Yes. Let's skip this one. Uh, that's fine. So I'm just showing on. Go on. <laughs> you horrible person. Uh, so there's our Satar Square in a 5x5. Five five, and uh, as you'd pointed out in a previous episode, if we look at those the, the arms of that swastika, it says Satan and Rotas, which is kind of getting at Satan is Saturn. Rotas is the wheels, the, the, the wheels of Saturn. And if you connect that outside line, uh, so let's let's say bottom left-hand corner of that square, mm-hmm. if we connect that bottom left-hand corner up to the centre of the N, in the, the very centre of the, the square, that would make a 3-4-5 triangle. Not only that, there are two other ways of doing it here. One of them is uh, how the fish is on one of these pillars. So that, that <laughs> the fish there is from the pillar. 
So that's one way of doing it. And you get a three, four, five triangle out of it by drawing two curves, two arcs with a compass. An arc, like yeah. a, yeah, sacred geometry, mm-hmm. Masonic type of uh, method. Yeah, and, and you can see these, are, that's a three, four, five, because it's got three there, four there, and you, you just imply the five from it. And again, in, in the centre there. So, and somebody very kindly drew me a few clues about where to draw that because they've drawn these lines on the outside with holes on them. So they, wow, they so that's out. like a reference. Yeah. They've like given you a reference yeah, point a reference on the there. pillar. Mm-hmm. I would also like to say, uh, however, I'm not revealing it here, is the one thing I've saved for my book, that uh, in the same way that I translated those Hebrew letters into Jewish... Into, into Latin, Latin. Uh, you do the same for the letters on the Satar Square. Oh, so wow. you treat some of them as if the Hebrew, some of them is, as if the Latin. I'm not going to go into it too much oh. detail, but then you get all these numbers again. Wow. Do you know you've drawn a 90-degree arc and a 180-degree arc on that fish? Oh, cool, yeah, cool. To get to I didn't get. really think about it like that, but yeah. So you put your have you put your compass point here yeah. down in the car, in the corner and then cast an arc this way. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one eighty, and then there's, there's a bigger there, ninety yeah. degree. Uh, it wouldn't, yeah, it, it yeah, wouldn't we've work got, with yeah. another. You wouldn't get that no. triangle with a different. They have to degrees. be one hundred and eighty and ninety. You can see and if you sort of step back, you can see the fish. Yeah. You can see the semicircle there at the top, can't you? And then yeah. a, a ninety degree curve. One hundred and eighty is nine. 90 is nine, is nine. Yeah. and 180 plus 90 is 270, which is nine. Excellent. Cool. Uh, there you go. Yvonne. And Ooh. here's some very old versions, and we've even got that, the the, the Tower Old PX thing going on there, and it's just the, all these things, you know, next to each other. And that is that another Sator Square there? That's the same one. That's the, the same, same one, one as we just saw in the, the last right. image, yeah. Right. These are just all in context next to each other. Right. So we've got this cross of the earth and we've got the cross of the sky there with the the two little, the like little W tails at the bottom showing you that it's on the unconscious and the, the super conscious and, you know, all these things that we've talked about for, what, eight hours so far. Mm. <laughs> and there you go. It's all coming together now. Nice. You know, it's, it's, it's these, uh, somehow the keys to time unlock something fundamental about the universe and we've talked about it over these last few episodes sorry if if you'd like to go oh look have you got anything you want to talk about that no it's fine (gasps) it's Phil's favourite page so I've nicked these off people I've barely read them myself but we can see there's 100 if top left there there's 108 moons between us and the earth 1080 there's 108 suns between us and the us and the sun 1080 1080 is it earth's inside the sun just these things all Yeah, the around. diameter of the sun is 108 times the diameter of the Earth. The actual diameter of the moon in miles is 2160. <laughs> 216? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half of 432? Uh, the, the middle A. miles of the Earth is 836 or whatever I'd said before. One of these numbers. Mm. I can't quite remember. 864. 864. There's only one number off. Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, 864. And then we've got the lunar radius, 1080 miles, 108, uh, what's that, 108 million? What am I looking? I'm looking at the moon in the bottom left. Is that in feet? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, it's that's the equatorial diameter. 
and it's Definitely. 108 with lots of knots after it. Yeah, the point is, is, is one is the same number again. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, nautical miles, the size of the Earth is twenty one sixty. Two one six. Yeah, yeah. And it's just absolutely all over everywhere, especially cosmically. And as we'll see, what what really um, uh, gets my juices going is that these units of measurements. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, one away. What is it? One away. Fucking rabbits. One away. Yeah. No, these Ar- arbitrary these, units. <laughs> these arbitrary units are related to our flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. A mile is a thousand paces. To you know, it's it's related to our us human beings. So it's not a th- it's not a thousand horse no, gallops. No, it's not. Man is the measure of all things, Absolutely. and he is might be the reason why. If you scale the universe up to its largest point, the the biggest thing that we've seen. Oh. And you scale it down to the smallest point, we're right in the middle. Oh. Weirdly. Explain that, I don't understand. So if you went infinitesimally small in, into the microcosm. Quarks and gluons. Yeah. And then you went up to the largest objects like the universe itself, we are slap bang in the middle. How did they know in that? In scale. As, as far as they know. We're in the middle of the universe. Why, when the, well, they know are you telling me? the centre of the universe. Uh, you right, are the thing amongst <laughs> which all things revolve around from. Wow. My favourite thing on this whole slide is the 540 doors of Valhalla. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> These aren't mine, by the way. Just pinch them off the internet. Oh, we've, quick, we've got Ragnarok here. So 800 divine warriors times 540. Oh, the doors of Valhalla, 432,000. Yeah. Oh, 432. Yeah. Yeah, 43,200 seconds in 12 hours. 432 dimples on a golf ball. In, in we the Bible. Can get that checked. Not one, not more, not less. 432 dimples on a golf ball. Uh, 432,000 years in the in a Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the sort of end times, in, isn't it? In yeah, that's the, the, uh, we'd call it like the... Uh, I think the, the Kali Yuga is like the Iron Age to them. It's like horrible... <laughs> They don't literally mean like our Iron Age where people are using Iron. They, they symbolize things. There's a Golden Age, a Silver Age, a Bronze Age. And, you know, you might call it the Lead Age. You know, it's just a rubbish one, basically. Like, can't wait to get out of this. Now, these these are new to me. We've got Mars and Jupiter here. So Mars, 4,320 mile diameter. Accurate to 97.5 degrees because obviously we can't really measure it. Yep. Accurately. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Jupiter, 43,200 miles radius. Radius. That's strange. Well, I can't wait to show you this pattern. 4,320 day orbital period for Jupiter. That's Earth days. Mm. 4,320 Earth days in an orbit of Jupiter. Is that real? Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's a long year. I just want to go and double check all these right, numbers. Please go and these, double check them all. These are new, these ones for uh, Jupiter and Mars. But well, that's fascinating. Th- the next stage of my, my work is going to be comparing the pattern that I've discovered to the orbits, the sizes. I've already kind of compared the sizes to this pattern that I'm going to show you, yeah. and it does mm. figure out. And the other thing I would like to say for anybody who's actually a serious scientist out there, something that I found out and then I, f- I found another guy who was actually uh, really high up in the American Navy had, had found out the same thing from observation. 
and that is instead of using Earth as the well, we were talking about units of measurement before. Instead of using Earth as an astronomical unit between the Earth and the Sun, that's, that's one AU. Mm. Use between the Sun and Mercury, and then see what happens. I'm not going to divulge it now, but just have a look what happens then. And it is literally like <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't see this on the podcast, but my face just changed remarkably, like wow. a, 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 a combination of amazement and disgust. <laughs> <laughs> like I just found a golden poo that stunk. And we've also got I've just noticed Saturn here. So ten thousand eight hundred days for a Saturn to orbit the Earth. Ten eighty so again. Out. Yeah, but yeah. And what's is that diameter? Uh, polar diameter of Saturn, 1,000, uh, 108,000. Ooh, now, that's kilometres. So I'm not happy about that. That's kilometres, Well, you know, kilometres based on the metre, the metre is actually in the pyramids, so there's something about the metre. It certainly wasn't discovered by the French. French. <laughs> yeah, they claim it, though, don't they? They like to. Yeah. Right, I love that. That's one of my favourite slides so far. And you, you're taking over this episode nicely, like a new... <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yes. Okay. No, no. Platonic. These, these one, are all nicks from platonic, your hero. Uh, platonic solids, anyone? Yeah. So <laughs> the platonic solids, according to Plato, one of the the founding fathers of the West, um, there were these very simple shapes, three D shapes, and they all share a common thing in that all the corners, if you if you were to put them in a sphere, all of the corners would touch the sphere itself. Right. And there are very few shapes that actually do this. There are five altogether named after the five elements. There's a fire, a water, an earth, and an earth, and an ether, or the fifth element, as it would have been known. <laughs> fifth element, yeah. All of these shapes have angles in them, as all shapes do. And when you add the angles together... We get precessional numbers. So you get the uh, tetrahedron at 720 degrees. Fire. Uh, you get the octahedron, which adds up to 1440 uh, degrees. Air. Uh, you got the cube, Excellent. which is 2160. Earth. I will remind you that Earth and Saturn are these limiting factors, and the cube is Saturn's and 2160, a precessional month. Absolutely. And yeah. I think... Uh, the last one, is it an octahedron? I- icosahedron. Icosahedron, sorry. Icosahedron. I can't read very well. Right. And that is symbolised by... Water. 3,600. 3, so Captain you... Planet. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. So basically, if we take... Um, let's yeah, start with the easy one, the tetrahedron. If we add all these angles up, that's where the 720 is derived from. If we add all these external angles that touch this imaginary sphere that is encompassing it it adds to 720 and we get these numbers repeating again it's amazing and so those are the only shapes that do that miraculous thing and touching squaring the circle you might say these are the shapes of the universe from you know the the icosahedron there's the shape of viruses many viruses are that shape um you know these are just the basics of life they, they are as, as as the amino acids are fundamental to building you these shapes are fundamental but to building things like dna and all kinds of things the way these the way tetrahedrons fit together builds helixes and right. it's absolutely the, the the basis of everything from you know atoms to it's been proved by kepler to some extent that if you nested all these shapes these actual shapes 
within each other in a certain order, you get the orbits of the planets. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, I love this. I love what's I going like on it. in this slide. Oh, we've got the speed of light here. What's this? It's the square root of 432, is it something like that? The speed of light is at 186282 miles per second, which is 216 times 864. Uh, the sun times the moon basically you take the diameter of the sun in in million miles I guess it would be and the diameter of the moon in million miles times them together you get the speed of light give or take rounding errors over and over again this stuff just yeah there's there's a little give and take but that's the nature of reality isn't it nothing's perfect Plato's idea was that there were these hypersonic forms these perfect things if I said to you a tree there's a perfect tree there's the idea of a perfect tree in your head somewhere and every other tree is uh, an analogy to this perfect tree that you got in your head that could never exist we know outside Euclidean geometry in actual space you can't have a straight line Gravity bends it. Mm. But in this perfect world, we've got these perfect shapes, and this is Plato's idealised forms. Same with the circle. You know, there's there's no such thing as a perfect circle. No. You're limited by what you can measure. There'll always be a, a room for error. And that dives down to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle in, in quantum mechanics, etc. Yeah. So is there anything else you like? I'd just leave out that bottom right on one because that's going to go into the pattern. We can see there the size of the, the sun... The Earth and the Moon. Um, yeah, it's really small. Uh, yeah, I think that might be three, seven, six, eight. I can't. I can't read it. It's too small. Maybe it's it's my own fault for just you know. I, I I did all these slides in within like a week. Most of them, and yeah. it was just like oh, by I'm getting fatigued. I mean, it's just it's just reiterating that there is a there's a pattern there that needs looking out for, isn't it? Really, absolutely. And what we've got here? Ooh. So we've got a few more. Uh, there's a list there of the actual astral cycles as known by the ancients, and we can see, you know, it's just as Phil just said, it's just re- repeating the same things over and over again, and this is just more more proof of that stuff. Four three two also fits into the Vesica Pisces, and. You know, it's the amount of degrees in there and miles and meters and whatever measurement you're taking it, it off because of the geometry of the shape, it ends up at four, three, two. Um, also within that shape, you get right-angled Pythagorean triangles. If we, if we were to take that central line within that vesica piscis and draw a line to the top, like make a diamond out of it and draw a line down it, you'd have four, four, three, uh, four, three, two triangles, uh, three, four, five triangles. Am I, I'm sorry. Can anybody read purple on dark grey backgrounds? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have a go. So, speed uh, speed of the light in the vacuum is three hundred thousand kilometers per second. Then the light in solar day measures two five nine twenty million kilometers. So. So let me get close to this one because obviously I've written it in Hindi and then translated it. <laughs> Speed of the Earth. Speed of light in the vacuum is 3,000 kilometers, whatever it is, per second, and the light in the solar day. Then, there's your important word, then. Then the light in a solar day measures. Ah, right. So, the, the light, light in one solar day, goes that far. That's what it's saying. 
The measurement of light in a day is 25, 9, 20 kilometers, thousand kilometers. What do you mean, the measurement of light? How far it goes. Oh, how far it travels? Yeah. Oh, right. Gosh, so if you take the speed of light, how far does your light travel per day? It happens to travel 25,920 million kilometers. Yes. Fuck off. Never. Fuck off. You invited me here. Never. That can't be right. I don't know. It's just maths. <laughs> My that's God. God. Whatever oh, that that's is. That's amazing. God. Speed of the Earth around the sun is 30 kilometers per second, and it covers 25,000, sorry, 25 million, 920,000 kilometers per day. Wow. So, speed of the Earth around the sun. That's how far the Earth travels in a day, in kilometers. <laughs> It's mental, isn't it? It's just I can't. I, mean, I can't assimilate all these facts because it's like repetitions of the same thing. Yeah, you're just being hit in the yeah, head, yeah, and over and over again. Um, a lot of these, um, I've seen um, people correlate these sacred numbers to things like your heartbeats, and oh, your breaths. And... Is is there some of that stuff on there? I'm sure I wrote some of this stuff. On oh, there, hang on, twenty five thousand nine hundred twenty. Breathings, breathings per day. day. I think I, I think I've actually t- t- taken this from somewhere else and just copied it. I think you're hyperventilating, if yeah. you, surely. Well, um, no. Well, the, the the right numbers, not breathings, but breaths. Right. Uh, Eighty-six thousand four hundred <laughs> is how many times an adult heart beats in, in one day. day. Wow. This is is frightening. Really, it's quite. It's or or inspiring, yeah, yeah. It, but it's scary <laughs> uh, how big it is and how all full, if you get me. Yeah, and four three two is the square root of the speed of light, mm. roughly. <coughs> Absolutely love it. This is what uh, it just fascinates me the way these numbers keep propping up. It's uh, it's a head shaker, isn't it? Because it just can't. It's so simple. This but is... you're just shaking your head. But, but the thing is that now we actually know what, what the root of all this is. And for some reason, it's that Pythagorean triangle. Yeah. For some reason. It's like... Well, uh, the... sorry, sorry, just to, to, just to get this out. That, that, that Pythagorean triangle is in golden ratio. Those two sides are in golden ratio. So there's... there's... <laughs> Look, it's the you know, ratio I, of creation. I, yeah, I've, I've spent all these episodes being really confident. You get to this point, and it's like ah, it's just this little thing in the speck of dust in a you know on the scroll of God. It's like um, I don't know who it was, um, one of the early Freemasons who was putting forth in the Royal Society. Oh, no, not Freemasons. The Royal Society was saying uh, part of their mission was to explore the seven liberal sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, rhetoric, arithmetic, philosophy, uh, geometry, law, geometry above all others. The, Let, he states it right there. These seven liberal sciences is our is our mission, but geometry is number one. It's above all. Let he who be ignorant of geometry not enter here. Said above Plato's Academy. Yeah. I mean, I think the ancients. I I. I I'd assumed, possibly wrongly, that the ancients saw number as being primary and then geometry as secondary. I think they saw geometry as being primary and number springing up from geometry, rather than the other way around. I've had the same. I've had the same quandary because um, I remember you using you uh, 
I used to think that, well, you can't understand the geometry without the arithmetic. Uh, if you take the numbers away from the geometry, you can't make sense of them. But the pro- but that I've come to realise that I think that's incorrect because the geometry is more about ratio and relationship and mm. harmony. Mm. And in some ways, the numbers are immaterial. The numbers, you can put whatever numbers you want into the system. It's the system, the it's, ratio. Yeah, the ratio. The harmony, that is important. Yeah, it's like the... the between the lines, isn't it? That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's, it's suggesting things in the gap between. Yeah. It is. Cool. It's like it's in the vacuum. Why that nine behaves like that? <laughs> Such a mystery. Like I said, like you know, the the I've done all these episodes and been so confident about what I've been saying, and you get to this point, and then you just it gets so cosmic, beautiful, and scary at the same time. Because mm. this is peeling back a, a layer of reality that you might not be ready for in, in this left brain world that we live in where everything's kind of dead and quantifiable. Exactly. Um, how are we doing? Do we need to... Uh, I don't know, not time. Should, should we move on? Should we go on? Uh, uh, we oh. So on the pillars, uh, we've got this uh, wheel of fortune, as we said, that we can see overlaid with a red shape. Um, unfortunately, I've not put a better picture on here, but you can go back three episodes and look at those. Basically, there was a big wheel of fortune, as it's known, and on this wheel are several spokes. On the inside, there's seven spokes. On the outside, there are 14 spokes. Now, when you divide up seven spokes and do all the geometry there, you end up with the pyramid, as you can see on the top right-hand side. What I've done there is taken... It's called a heptagram. I'll call it a septagram also. Yeah. And if you do as you would with a, a pentagram, kind of collapse all the lines in and join them up, join up all the points, you get two different kinds of heptagram. You get an obtuse, a thin one and a fat one, basically. And when you stick them together, you get the pyramid. Not only, as we'll see, do you get the pyramid, you get all the measurements of all the lines of all the angles inside there, bar two, bar two. So... As you can imagine, a fourteen-sided shape is a fourteen-sided shape is essentially the same as a seven-sided shape. It's just doubled. Yeah. Mm. So we can see um, if we look at the very center image on the bottom row, we can see this angle that's been made by this septagram shape. And when you when you make it into fourteen instead of seven, you're doubling it up you get literally all the angles of all the shafts and everything in the pyramid. You, it's hard to see because it lines up so well. But apart from the two shafts towards the top of the pyramid, one points at Sirius, the other one points at Orion. Orion, yeah. Um, those are two specific places. So they're at the specific angles for those stars. Everything else in there is absolutely in accordance with this pattern. And we'll see further later on. Now, I discovered this pattern quite a year before I even discovered these pillars and it was much to my glee that this pattern was in the pillars because I'd already realised that this pattern was my personal big discovery. We can see again that that same shape isn't on the pillars because the the first pillar we looked at with all the gobbledygook on it actually has the, the, the shape on there is this, exactly the same shape as the pyramids on these pillars oh. in Bolton. <laughs> Wow. 
So as we move on, unless you, you've got anything to say about that. It's a lot. There's a lot to take in, isn't there? Why do you think the the two the Sirius and the Orion Shaft? What would be an explanation for them not matching up? Um, well, just the fact that the, it's going to specific points that aren't necessarily anything to do with it. I'm not convinced about the Sirius Orion thing personally. No. I've not looked into it mega, but I had I had questions. But you know, Sirius is the female. Orion's the the uh, uh, Sirius. Sirius is Isis, and Orion is Osiris, Osiris as we've proved previously in in this series. Mm. But. Again, it's this seven-sided shape, and that's because you, the angles of the pyramid are 54 and a bit degrees, and then you have it, and it's the same as the pole now star. Then, now then, Ryan. Now then, now then. Now then. Um, the orientation of those two shafts mm-hmm. will be contingent on where the pyramid was built and when the pyramid was built. Yes. And if you move forward or back in time, millennia, yep. those shafts would have to be in different places. Mm-hmm. They're variables. Yes. Whereas the other lines are constants. Are constants. So what are you suggesting by that? That's why those two lines don't match up. They're variables. So, so that you can... Well, they are literally that. Mm. Are you saying it's calendrical? That So they could note the, the building time? Because if that's the case, it's like 10,000. It, it's at the end of the Younger Dryas, basically. At the, end, at the end of the Ice Age. They would line up, though, at some point. At so some, well, that's then, 10,500 the years ago, yeah. uh, 12,000 and a bit years ago. At <laughs> the end of the Ice Age. I don't know. That's, I don't know either. I don't know, but don't, we're assuming that those shafts are for that purpose, yes. for Orion let's, and let's, let's do that. Let's say, as far as we know, that's what they're for. So that means that they have to be calibrated mm-hmm. for a point in time, whereas the other lines... Are fixed. Yes. So that's that's the variable thing. Yeah. And so you, you'd, you'd I would assume say. that in the the mistakes is something appropriate and accurate. A delay in the project. Well, <laughs> maybe there was something there. I, I I could quite believe that it was built at the time of of Khufu or whatever they say, Kafra, because they've found evidence in there. That the block's been used with bits of graffiti. It's 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 like that. I, I would give it... It's very shaky. I wouldn't even give it a percentage. It's very shaky. I could believe either way. Now, what I almost certainly believe is that it doesn't matter when that pyramid was there. There was something there before it. The Sphinx, I would almost certainly say... Is, is there from 10,500, whatever, because that does mark out that time period. This the, age 10, of, 000, the age of Leo. Yeah, the age of Leo. which In the brings processional us, cycle. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everything, as we've seen from our pillars onwards, everything starts with Leo, the lion, the, the, the bull, the lion, the eagle, and the man. But the Leo is 10,000. The age of Leo is literally 10,500 BC yes. at the, the time of the end of the Younger Dry. So it, it is the gateway, as you always see lions on gateways and uh, at the front of bridges and on thrones and all these other places. You often see a, a lion holding a ball under its paw right, in yeah. China, etc. And and yeah. when you look at the ball, it's all this geometry again. So it's just doing this <laughs> stuff. Ace. Right, let's go. Right, so these are all the pillars, and uh, it might be difficult to suss, but 
everything. Let, let's let's say, for example, the front of the horse's head in the top left corner. There's a line that goes up his head. The problem is with this stuff is it matches <laughs> so well. It's difficult to see sometimes. But as an artist, you can see where all the breaks are. Uh, if we take the lion in the center bottom image, you can see... To, you know, there's a line underneath his bottom exactly. There's, a, there's just everything is done in accordance. If you look an image above the the the, the line of of Jesus's staff that he's holding, there's there's a line that goes straight down. There. Basically, all of these image all of these images are drawn to a seven sided shape, stroke fourteen sided because it gets doubled and. There's, there's some maths behind this, basically. So, I mean, the first thing I think looking at these is that you need a reference point to put your pattern over. So, for example, the sphinxy guy at the bottom. Yeah. His flat. Yeah, his flat box. I would use that as a reference point. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus' staff, a mm-hmm. straight line. Yeah. That's telling me this is your reference point. Yeah. The horse in the top left, I don't know. I don't know where you, he, why he, you've he decided to orientate that pattern over that way. Uh, well, like... You can see, look look at the back of his mane. That exactly f- follows the line that goes, there's a line up the back of his mane. Yeah. The, the line of it where his ears are, there's a line that separates his, his bottom ear and then the, the termination of that ear. I'm just, I'm just like, it's hard for me to visualise because yeah. you can blow this image up or shrink it down well, and you can rotate 360 degrees. It's like, to me, you need a reference point to anchor your image. To. Well, what's beautiful about this is... Uh, okay, we'll get to it later on, but it's, it's it's fractal, so it wouldn't it wouldn't matter it wouldn't matter if I made this half the size because it's, it's all fractal. these it's all these harmonic numbers are in that yeah. pattern, right? So it doesn't matter what I do with it; it's going to be the same. I'm going to getting the same outcomes because it's all these harmonic numbers. Right? Okay, that's fine. Because the, the main uh, that triangle there, the main triangle that we saw the pyramid in before, you can see in the top right. Is the, is the limits of that triangle in, in that pillar. Right. Yeah. That is a three, four, five triangle. Or near as damn it. You know, there's always a little margin in these things. It's near <laughs> yeah. as damn it, a three, four, five triangle, and that angle and all these other things. Mm. Um, well, if you look if you look at the, that top right image with the, the shield and the cross, you can see that the sides of the shield are drawn in, the, the bottom of the shield's exactly, the top of the shield's got a line on it. It's all hemmed in. Yeah. You know, as, as an artist myself, you know, when, when you're drawing more complex things and you want to start off and you're like, I want this to look really cool, you will start off with simple shapes. Mm. And we, we know these guys were stonemasons. So we can see in the bottom left image the the place where it's actually uh really encapsulated and it's that seven spoke wheel, spot wheel with yeah. the 14 around the outside uh what is what what's just out of curiosity have you, have you got your calculator with you still yeah we're getting it out on purpose then Did you know what I was going to no, ask no, for? no 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 what's uh 360 times 14 just to find out how oh, can you do it in your head uh yeah, 50 40. <laughs> 50 40. That one Sumerian number, that one that they were all getting at. So, any, any questions about this? I, I realize for anybody watching, it's kind of difficult because we're, we're, you know, it's complex geometry and there's so many lines on that. And like I said, some of it fits so well that it's difficult to see it because mm. it's literally going over the thing that is already <laughs> delineated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the quite, you know, they'll be quite small on the screen. Yes, my fault. But 
Well, that, that's what it is. But no, I, I like it. Is. I like it. So, uh, next image, please. Okay, uh, so this is one of the first places I found it. It's on... Uh, I apologise for the complexity of this image, but this is what I'm working with, and I've not necessarily prepared these things for anyone to look at yet. This is on my, a lot of this my own personal work. So that's Sheila and a gig. Sheila and a gig is this kind of... Sheila who? Sh- Sheila and a gig. I don't even know what it means. Is she Irish? Yeah. I thought so. Is she a friend of Tulatha to, to Danan? Uh, maybe <laughs> I, I could say, do you know this? Oh, let's not go into that. <laughs> I'm going to go off on another tangent now. So this lady is opening up, uh, private parts and was a rude thing often seen on many medieval churches, early medieval churches, particularly I would cite that it's actually coming from the old Celtic Christianity as the Roman Christianity was taken over. And it was one of these last vestiges. I found it because I had slipped my Achilles tendon, was living on an island off Anglesey oh, called wow. Cubby Island and found all this stuff on the local churches. And this is what, like, helped me to find this stuff. And I'd made my second episode of The Secret Science kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited about all this stuff, but I hadn't made the discovery yet. And at the end of the second episode, I, I put a pyramid and, and a vesica Pisces over her vagina there. Mm. And you can see there's like a little pyramidic triangle right over her vagina there, yeah? And, and there's a vesica Pisces over the top. Oh, sorry, a vesica Pisces. Forgive me, I keep saying Pisces. And then I rewatched the episode after I'd made it. And then I was like, oh, shit, there's actually something in there. So I spent about two days drawing various shapes and things like that over it until I derived all the angles. And a much more primitive version of that I put over it. And that's a much more advanced version of what I called the pattern. You know, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? With I do. Mashed potato. Potato Mountain. <laughs> is that what that is to you? Yeah, <laughs> no, I've never had that vibe from it, no. Are you not channeling something when you, when you put it? Oh, when I'm doing these things, it does feel like that. Yeah, it does. You kind of do definitely go into a bit of a trance and like you're looking behind all these layers and yeah, def- definitely a trancey thing going on there. So nice. you'll just have to take my word for it at this point because we'll, we'll, as we advance down these next few slides, we'll get to the bottom of this. So if you'd like to go on to the next one, please. Whoa. Oh, that's cool because <laughs> it's a PNG. So let's not worry. Can we go back one side? There's something that I would like to mention. So she's opening up a vagina. She's the goddess. Mm. And what's inside the vagina of the goddess? Well, it's the internal reproductive workings of the material of the matrix. Yes. So one of the things I think they might be pointing at is that this is the, how would I put it, like the crystalline geometry at the bottom of everything, if you get me. In the fanny. <laughs> well, the, that's a coding, isn't it? She's a goddess. She's opening herself up. She's letting you see her reproductive organs. Right. So what I'm thinking is that... Her this, fanny. Her not, fanny. Right. Not just fanny. Any old. Not any old minge. Right. <laughs> so she's showing you her reproductive system workings so i'm thinking the way they're thinking was this is like the geometry at the bottom of of all. yeah wow that would that was is what i think i can't prove that right now where everything but, begins mm. yeah and when you see so we've talked we talked about the golden ratio in fact let's go on the, on the next the next slide if you don't mind this one. 
Uh, they, so that's the pattern itself. We don't need to look at that. So he, here's where, how it fits into the pyramids and, it, and Stonehenge, exactly. So it does two things. It does something called squaring the circle, which is an old geometric thing. So Plum, that, yeah. that's there. I'll not go into that, but that's a big deal. And uh, I, can't, I can't, without you sitting there and looking at it, it's very hard to explain verbally how that matches up because it does it just matches up. There's no other way of looking at it. It matches up. Yeah. We're getting that. I'm still on the pyramid. I'm still yeah, on the pyramid. Yeah. Well, if, Stonehenge, if you yeah. look at Stonehenge, there's, there are, there's like an outer circle that's matched exactly. There's an inner circle that's matched exactly. The angle of the stones, any, any uh, miscrepancy in the angle of those stones is due to the drawing and not due to the pattern. <laughs> So you can see the, the the blue stones. What's called the blue stones in the middle. Yes, the, those are matching the angles. The everything, everything. There's nothing there out of place at all. <laughs> Who's in the middle? Who's that in the, in the Vesca Piscus? Do you think that? But, but that, that's, that's me nude on New Year's Day. Yeah. off me head on mushrooms. Yeah, and then sort of next to a plan view of the pyramid. Uh, yeah. It always strikes me odd as how the uh, the king's chamber is off center in the Great Pyramid. Yeah, well, the you know the the peak of it's got a line going through at the bottom left hand corner. It's got a, a line going through. Oh yeah, the shaft going up. To I'm there. not saying it doesn't uh, correlate. I'm just it's always yeah. No, I didn't think it was. when you look at the the plan of the pyramid, you think oh, why did they? You know, because they were such great. But why didn't they put it <laughs> directly above? You know, but well, there must be a reason. Yeah. It's, it's usually in those discrepancies they're telling you the biggest things. Yes, yeah, the giveaway. That's I, the giveaway. Something isn't right here. You need to look at this mm-hmm. because that's where the truth lies. Yeah, and although Egypt's fascinating, uh, going into these specifics too much for, for me, I, you know, I was on another path. Egypt's, you know, another rabbit hole. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, now here we go. <laughs> This was at the bottom of the pattern. That is that is the pattern without the heptagon on there, the septagon. However, I've 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 left the pyramid on there. And now we can see that there's a three, four, five triangle at the top. If we put in the top left hand corner, I've actually put the, the measurements on there so you can see three squares down, four squares across, compared to the eleven and eleven uh, of the, the earth and the moon. Those are the exact sizes scales of the earth and the moon together and it all comes from this vesica of pisces geometry at the bottom you know this opening of the the minge of the goddess the hairy bift of the goddess now then um diameter of the earth is has a bulge doesn't it now is this a rounding area or is this incorporated or so it is look Right, so we can we're left brainy Westerners, yeah, and one of the we go too precise, and we're we're going uh, oh, it's this, it's actually that. Well, what they're getting at is they're saying symbols, all these things. It's this Platonic ideal come down to the real world, so it's not quite as perfect. It's not three hundred and sixty days; it's three hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> so, what do you do on those five days? We fuck it off and get drunk. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. We're looking, we're being we're looking too at, precise. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're looking at symbols and, and these close approximations and these wonderful 
uh, rhymes, this poetry of the universe. Yes, the the Earth has an equatorial bulge. Yes, that actually changes depending on where the moon is around the Earth and where the sun is and what season it is and all these other things. But as a as an average, just like the the processional numbers, there's certain times we're going slower, there's certain times where it's going faster. It's just in the middle when you use all this stuff together, they get in at a teaching method. They're not getting hung up on all these little details. What they're doing is putting a system together of near enoughs to teach you all this stuff. I get you. Now, I will say that when I was 15 years old and my mystical side started to really come to fruition every night i was 15 in 1994 every night uh i remember for some strange reason i would see 11 11 on the clock oh right. and then an 11 11 kept popping up to me all the time and and you'll my youtube channel's brother bones 11 11 brother bones is one of my old bands um yeah 11 11 always followed me not for years to be honest I feel maybe I've advanced beyond that. But I did realize that if you if you look at the geometry of the Earth, there, it's 11 by 11 units. And it's seven units from the top to the top of the, the pyramid. So, you know, it's these, these same things over and over again. A lot of people talk about the 11-11 phenomena. Wow. Since so, the internet, obviously 1995, is a little bit pre-modern internet. And that eleven eleven is derived by the three four five triangle mm-hmm. of the moon. Mm-hmm. Being uh, yeah, being that. So now, if we look on the right, we got the literal size of the Earth and the Moon, uh, diameter of the Moon twenty one sixty, the radius ten eighty. You know, half half of the Moon plus half of the Earth is fifty forty. <laughs> yep. Earth is seven nine twenty. You can add all those up. They're all nine, and they're all those numbers that we saw in the three four five triangle. And they're all div- multiples of nine. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's just, it's just absolutely bizarre. And I'll I'll tell you, as of my, you know, work that I've got lined up and stuff that I've pre- preliminarily looked at, that outer circle is actually representative of the sun at a certain ratio compared to everything else. So you could literally put the sun in there and then do a little mathematical tweak. I forget what it is. And it's the size, it's, it's correct to the size of the sun at a scale. And that scale being one of these numbers. <laughs> Jupiter, Mars, I didn't get as far as Saturn, Venus, Mercury so interesting being the messenger of the gods and Hermes, Mez being like a measurement uh, the thing between one thing and another, the race, this ratio idea, mm. you know, this this relationship we've got between one amount, the gap between, and then another amount. But like I said, I don't want to go into too much because I'll, I'll ruin the, the few things I've left from my book and not splurged all over your podcast titties. What does it all mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Oh, mate. Oh, the worst thing is, I started off, look, e- either... The universe has had so many iterations uh, and failed attempts and has somehow come to these things of its own evolution. Or I was totally wrong when I said (laughs) Catholics are full of shit. I went to Catholic school, everybody. I don't mean everybody else out there. We're the same. We went to Catholic school. 
I was like, what are you doing showing me this guy being tortured, trying to do all this mind control stuff on me, asking me into a booth with a weird priest, getting me to spill my beans about stuff I've done, so you know what I've done, and now I've got no idea about what you've done. It was just, it was obvious to me. It was obvious to me because I was using those same tactics to get away with shit in school. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I was using mind control and stuff like that, being all sweet on the, with the teachers and then going, nicking food from the cupboard. Do you know what I mean? I was using those same tactics. And, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a fingerprint of... God? Yeah. Like an argument for intelligent design, then, just in these repeating patterns of numbers. Well, it's as if... The, there was a high wisdom in the first things placed down there. It went, and the best analogy is the four elements, weirdly. But it went like four numbers is essentially what it said. It went, right, we got the number one, which is any, you're a one, you're a one. I'm a one. The whole thing's a one. Those cells are one. So there's, there's smaller ones and greater ones. So you know there's no such thing as really one thing. These are all these arbitrary things we were talking about, like with the geometry. And you've got two, which is like me and you. But then that makes three because I've got me, you, and this me, you system we've got going on. We've got this information sharing, and we're kind of having a knowledge baby now. Now we're having a conversation. Yeah, three can't, resi- can't exist without one and two. Yeah, and then three can't exist on its own either because this knowledge baby suddenly is something else. <laughs> and, and this one, two systems, now a fourth system that starts again and then we have another conversation and we have this knowledge baby and then we're new again and it's just it's a repeating cycle and this is Pythagorean philosophy this is his number his understanding of number a lot of the Gnostic uh, sort of cosmology starts with this (coughs) the the logos yeah the logos in the word Mm -hmm. is number one and word up Sophia wisdom it's uh, yeah the way the ancients had of trying to make sense of creation is quite it's quite profound have we done two hours again without getting to the end yeah (laughs) (laughs) we go again I'll tell you what though I mean yeah no we have to because there's there's stuff on the end of this like okay uh, I'll tell you now and we'll go through it probably later um and this was for the, the article I did for Graham Hancock a couple of years ago now, and the, the video I made. Um, due to Photoshop, I was able to take that pattern, which, which had actually, I hadn't only drawn it over that shield uh, gig, I'd also taken lots of alchemical patterns and things, the tarot's drawn with this as well, and many, many other things are drawn with it, including Solomon's Temple is drawn by Isaac Newton, and the Vitruvian Man is drawn by Da Vinci. I found it on a cave wall 40,000 years ago. Oh, shit. Do you want to, should we have a quick look at it now? Just like a really quick look as, as, a, as a little tease. It's, uh, it's pretty much the, the, I think it's the penultimate slide. Oh, there's our mate, Bathmet. We yeah, sit. It's <laughs> taking it back to game. There's your Sonic Keystone. This is Jehovah Trapezium. The Keystone. The Keystone of the keystone, Arch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we've got the... Uh, oh, this is Freem- yeah, no, Freemasonic as fuck. Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> uh, the handbag. The handbag. Those, okay, carry those, on. Those, those images, uh, those two things juxtaposed next to each other are like 4,000 years apart. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got like a modern uh, Masonic yeah, like... Sh- we're, we're spoiling it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Where am I going for? handbag. Keep going yet. Keep going. Keep going. Keep on cruising. Keep going. Keep going. 
Can you go? <laughs> We're nearly there. All right, there you go. Okay. I'd say I do the next one. Can you see his bum? Yes. There's a triangle there. Can you see his horn? Can you see the circle? The horn goes with the circle. Yes. Can you see his belly, his back? The limits of his back are on the line at the top. The limits of his legs are either on the square or in the circle. Every limitation, every every place where something terminates, apart from his, the end of his tail there, is in the pattern. Everything. Yeah. The eye, the everything. The, the muzzle is on that line. And this is from Altamira Caves in Spain, 35,000 BC. So 37,000 years ago. This is, uh, it goes back to Plato's theory of forms again. I mean, part of me would say, oh yeah, they were so good at drawing, you know, butchering and stuff. They knew the animal and your golden ratio, so you can't help but do it. But that's not enough. I'm sorry, but that's... Yeah, but we can't help but look for rational answers because it's irrational, isn't it? I mean, the thing for me was was that horn at the front and his bum and, and a, yeah, and, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it's not... But we have to test, don't we? We have to test these things as best well, we can. can. Can you go back a couple? Just, just... Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's a cracker. He's got a mushroom in his hand. He's got the wheel of time in his hand. And you can just see everything is literally drawn to those angles. Wow. That's on a cave in America. That's you know, in Amer- So this thing's everywhere. This is North America. So is yeah. it probably in- Mayan or Incan or... I don't uh, know. Olmec or something. Just, Who knows? I just don't know. This was, I think it's near the... Oh, I can't remember where it was. Yeah. I think it's near the Grand Canyon kind of thing. I think right. it's a bit more... I don't quote me on that, though. But we're getting these same relationships. It's, it's nuts. But you can see that. Guy. That You can see... I mean, even look at... There's a little character there next to the mushroom with his horns out, and it's like they, everything is following the, the, the angles of the pattern. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the best, that's the most sensible thing I've said all night. <laughs> <laughs> on, they did a lot of experiments, people drawing on acid and all kinds of stuff, like right. random shit. I wonder if you could put any of this over some of those, or uh, I suppose it's, it's a big stretch, but if you asked someone on, on mushrooms to draw a specific thing, Mate, that is not a big stretch at all. Forty thousand year forty thousand years ago is a big stretch. Just saying, that maybe <laughs> I would be happy to do that, and I'll probably do that in the next couple of days. I'll, I'll let you know. Cool. I'll send you the stuff. In fact, I'll bring it with me next time. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, and and I, I could sense when I first showed you this pattern on on, on the pillars and that you're like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but then you know. It's, it's, and there's a lot, it's not, okay, I've pulled out certain ones for you guys to look at, and you could say, well, he's somehow found find these things <laughs> happen to match, exactly. But I've got so many of them. Let me show you one last one. Just yeah, go on. Just, uh, could, you, could you do the... What, forward what or backwards? On? On ZX again. Yeah, ZX. ZX Spectrum. Do you want the last one before? Uh, okay. Hamlet's Mill. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, they were in Hamlet's Mill. So, oh, wow. So that's Manly P. Hall's drawing of the Holy Grail. Yes. Fits perfectly. And notice the two rings on the outside. Mm. Yeah, which would have been the moon on, on that uh diagram of the earth and the and the moon with the pyramid in it, yeah? <laughs> Fuck yeah. So those yeah. two are the moon. But then if you look, that's the oldest thing we've got from Egypt at all. And can you see the two ring tails fit exactly? 
Uh, Holy shit! And 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 also, I'll also question what the fuck are they? They look like dinosaurs to me. I'm sure they're slightly (sighs) symbolically represented, but they look like dinosaurs. Hey, aren't they a bit like that other one in the middle that we couldn't identify? Yeah, the mythical beast with the long neck. neck. All right, yeah, yeah. The Nama palettes from Egypt, 3,100 BC. That's before the pyramids. That's that's before any of the. That's pre-dynastic. Yes, so mm, standard chronology puts the Khufu at 2450 BC, roughly. This is 600 years before that. And we've got these beardy guys above. Oh my gosh. And they're turning, they look like they're turning a circle. Whoa, these guys have lion's heads. They look like twisty lion's heads. I'll give you that. That looks like a caduceus. It is a caduceus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck, that's amazing. And the way the rings of these creatures' tails maps perfectly with the rings of Manly Manly Palmer Hall's um, Holy Grail drawing is crazy. If you look to the bottom, so how you've got to imagine this was being done was that it was a series of, it's a a wooden frame. This is how I imagine it. I'm Mm. not sure. A wooden frame, nails, strings, all making this pattern. And then you're placing it in different... And because it's fractal... So I'll, I'll go over this quickly because I said it before. So that 432 triangle is in golden ratio. If you don't know what golden ratio is, tough shit. I'm not telling you. <laughs> right, golden, golden ratio is a, 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 a beautiful ratio that allows growth because in the intervals between each progressive number it it allows things to form a pattern that doesn't interfere with itself so when a sunflower grows which is a a great example of this all those seeds in the middle one's not trying to grow over the other seed they're all just growing in this continuous beautiful harmonious disharmonious pattern (laughs) weirdly because nothing's interfering with itself just grows and can grow exponentially large so you've got these two angles Sorry, these two ratios. Uh, it's actually 1.61 to 1. There's your ratio. Yeah. 1.61 parts to 1 part. That pattern there has something I'd never heard of before, and that took me a lot of investigating, and that's called the golden trisection, which is like the golden ratio is, it would be in two dimensions, wouldn't it? It's, it's a length or, or a yeah. width or whatever. Well, that's in three dimensions. It's got a length, a width, and a breadth, a depth, whatever you want to call it. The third diamond. It, you can't see it on there, but... The, um, if, you, if you made this 3D, if, if, the seven-sided... No, no, you don't even no. have to make it 3D. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. It's still in two dimensions. It's, it's hard to explain. You know where uh, 1.61 to 1 mm-hmm. adds up to 9? <laughs> oh, shit. No, it doesn't. Yeah, 1... Point six. One is one. seven. To one is, is... To one. Yeah, but if you got one, six, six one, one. One. That's one, one point one six, one. Plus six is seven. All right, cause an idiot. Sorry, yeah, totally, that's my fault. <coughs> yes, you are totally right. I am a total idiot. It is nine. <laughs> All right, my head's breaking now. So... You can, uh, I'll, I'll explain, I'll, I'll set up a slide for you for next time and I'll show you how this golden trisection works. Basically, you kind of take three continuing uh, l- lines <laughs> and it, it, it's this ratio. I'll show, I've, I've actually got a slide already done for something else that I'll bring in and I'll show you how it all works. What's, uh, what's pi? 
3.6, There's another magic number, not the golden ratio. One's three seven. One point three seven. No, just one three seven. The 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 thingy's favorite uh, number. What's his oh, name? What was the it? Famous physicist. Steve Jobs. Fermat. No. Fermi's. The guy that oh, works on the bomb. Name? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. No. no. <laughs> Young American I, I, guy I, at the time. I have become death destroyer of worlds. Got to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Put your willy away, you blue weirdo. <laughs> the famous American physicist. Elton John. Feynman. Richard Feynman. Thank you very much. Yeah, 137 would be the number that all physicists have on the wall because they can't figure it out. Oh, God, I'll bring you another slide because 137 fits into this as well. But I'll bring that. Yeah, I'll bring that next time. But there you go. I think that's a good place to end it. That Even though we're going to go through all these, isn't it? And there's yeah. a few more that you've not seen in there, including that Paimon by Carl Jung being to the ratio, uh, to that pattern, and, and a few other things. I need to uh, get into Carl Jung. I've not read any Carl Jung, and uh, I keep getting signals from the universe that it's something I need to look into. I just don't know where to start. Man and his symbols. Right. Is that not going to be too advanced? No. I want, like, the, the, the... It's written... But not just by young by other people, but it's written for the specific, for you specifically. Oh, right. I bet there's a young for dummies, but <laughs> young, <Jeez>. young for <laughs> the youth, <laughs> young for youth, yeah. young, young, young for the yeah. The first porn film I ever watched was a German porn film called Young and Brutal, and I just thought they spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was all adults going around in nappies and dummies and stuff. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah. And you thought it was going to be about Carl Young? Yeah, that's why I watched it over and over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, we're going to have to go. Uh, God, it's gotten to... smelly in here. Yeah, we're going to have to go and uh, and come back again and do some more. <laughs> well, at least we got through the maths, and yeah. I wasn't lying Sorry. this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the creek. Don't you open <laughs> that trap door. <laughs> Because there's something, something down, down there. Right. Um, oh, gobbets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming again, Ryan. You're welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed it tonight. And um, you're going to have to come back again in a few weeks and carry on. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. <laughs> I'm not, Nothing. I'm not raising to that one. <laughs> Save Blockland. Right. We're gonna uh, we're gonna disappear and have a break and then come back yep. and do a little bit of housekeeping and say goodnight. A little bit. And yep. uh, it's been a pleasure as always, Ryan. Thanks for coming. Yeah, cheers, Ryan. Mine blown again. Yeah. <laughs> Splash. No sleep. It's all over the back of the walls. Yeah. Just no remnants. Sleep for ben. Remnants of brain behind me. Right. Sayonara, suckers. Bye. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> right then, we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. Oh, so, chat with Ryan Seven, part five. Five of an unspecified number. <laughs> yeah, what could it possibly be? <laughs> nine. Yes, <laughs> seven of nine. Ryan Seven of nine. Love it. I like the sacred geometry. Yeah. I find these ratios really intriguing how they seem to marry up. It just, uh, yeah, it pu- puddles me. Yeah, I like to only drew triangles on stuff. I mean, 
Who doesn't good, like? I'm gonna just, have a go. I don't like triangles. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the right. Best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it's why everything comes from. We're made of triangles, man. Yeah. Look. <laughs> 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 no, that's square. Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh, fuck it! Square the circle. Uh, oh my god! We got some. We had some sad news this week. Our previous guest, Edmund Marriage, from episode uh, 202, has passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, I only found this out this week, but he passed away on the 26th of October last year. Oh, man. Like three weeks after we spoke to him. Holy crap. I know. I was uh, really good about that because he had so much knowledge about... You know, uh, the Gnostic stuff and Gospel of Thomas, the Gnostic texts and uh, the work of Lawrence Gardner and, and um, Christian and, and uh, Barbara Joy O'Brien. It was like, God, he's just a wealth of knowledge. And uh, lucky, I feel lucky in a way that we got to talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are people on like my ever-going list of, that I want to talk to who are no longer with us. We've been doing this for so long. Wow. It's like um, so sad and um, so grateful at the same time that we actually got to talk to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's been a really, real like big hitter on the circuit, of, a speaking circuit, when it comes to, um, you know, these conferences about ancient uh, architects and megaliths and, and whatnot and Stonehenge and everything and... Uh, well, you know, the, the reason we started this podcast was to leave a, a record for our children. Do you think it'd be worth trying to contact his family and say, look, you know, I don't know if you're interested, but he did this podcast with us just before he died. Here's, his, here's what he said. I probably should. Uh, when we spoke to him, he said he was trying to sort out, because he, he ran a charity as well to do with wildlife conservation. Right. And he was trying to put that in order with his kids to take over. So, but I've no idea who his family are or anything. Um, I emailed him like um, after we'd talked to him to try. And, I wanted to buy one of the books that he, that he was selling and uh, mm. never got a reply. I mean, well, we can do some <sighs> sleuthing. Yeah. Um, God, did you see um, that I did a job? We're gonna have to. Have, it's too. It's sad. I want to move away from. We got all the sadness out now. Or? Yeah. Do you not see I did a, a job with someone who had a model railway? I did, week. and now it looks amazing, that model railway. So I went up, I had a job to change some loft lights, some light. Can you come and change some lights in my loft? I think, oh, fucking hell, dirty, dark, full of cobwebs, whatever. Anyway, I went up into this loft, and it was carpeted, and there was like an 18-foot by 3-foot model railway up there. Yeah, it had all the scenery, I saw the... The photos, scenery, and little cars, and yeah. Well, I took a photo of that little car because um, I can't remember the name of the station. But he said, uh, "I said, what? What's going on here?" He said, "Oh, this is such a station. Uh, this is the twenty third of June, nineteen sixty." Right? What? Uh, this is this is how it looked on the twenty sixth of June, nineteen sixty. Can you see that bridge there? And this is what I took a photo of that that um, cream van. Yeah, that's my dad's van. Whoa. Do you, can you see the five figures stood next to the van? These figures, the adults are 10 mil tall. Yeah. He said, yeah, that's my mum and my dad, and we're the three kids. I'm the second one in from the right. Oh, shit, that's amazing. 
All right. And then there was houses. I took some photos of the houses that he'd made. He said, yeah, I've checked like all the downpipes, the guttering, it's all accurate. The number of panes in the windows. That's like, that's amazing. Kind of creepy. <laughs> kind of creepy. That yeah, level gonna, of detail. If you're going to do a job properly. I mean, you're going to do a job. <laughs> me, though. It's like, how many hours must he have spent doing this? I going to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, whatever. Amazing. Uh, Gilded. Gilded servers up and running. Okay, that's for the, um, uh, what, what was that for? It's the backup for the Discord, right? Yeah, uh, Discord just released new T's and C's this week. No talking about anything. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Otherwise, kapow. So uh, I'm going to start putting the uh, this, uh, Gilded link in the show notes because the Discord could get shut down any day now. So no more spicy memes. <laughs> no more. Any, well, don't talk about anything which we deem to be misinformation. But I mean, like, uh, you know, 18 months ago, talking about a leak in a, in a bio lab in Wuhan would have been misinformation, whereas now it's probably... Accepted. 60, 40, well, yeah. probably most, most likely. So it's just whatever they dictate, you know, it's whatever they decide they don't want you to talk about, um, you're going to get penalised for, so... Uh, it's a dying platform. We'll probably ride it out to the death. I mean, it's only we only have a small presence there, so I think they rely on people reporting, right, for for them to investigate and shut things down. So hopefully, we'll fly under the radar. But it, um, best way is to join the gilded as the backup. That'll be like the rendezvous point, basically. Snitches get stitches, just that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, right. Let's do some. Uh, Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. Uh, my current way, favorite way of doing this is via word of mouth, um, sharing links, telling people who are into podcasts you might want to check this one out. If you're into. Uh, Esoterica, ancient history, triangles. It's definitely triangles. <laughs> it's got some mean triangles on. That sort of stuff. Um, you know, share links. Try and get the. Uh, oh God, that ended abruptly, <laughs> didn't it? Try and get the uh, the listening numbers up and uh, help us grow our support base, and then we can put into action other plans for the future that we want yeah. to execute. Big plans. That's the idea. So word of mouth, I like that. Can I just say, I cannot remember the original lyrics to that, whatever corn song that is. <laughs> They're a big one. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> housekeeping. House corny. No, it's... <laughs> housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> 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 right. Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> Could be it. It's housekeeping now. Isn't housekeeping, it? yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes or you know <coughs> other podcast review sites. Whatever uh, Spotify, you, you can do um you can do a star rating on Spotify now yeah. below the. Uh, I think we've had about a ten or twelve reviews on there. Yeah, you can tell us how much Shit. better than Neil Young we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello, his music's all back on Spotify. Oh, is it back on? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. What happened there? I don't know. Money? Mm. I don't know. All his music's back on Spotify, so pointless, isn't it? Oh, well. 
What else? We got people talking about Neil Young, didn't it, for a week? <laughs> Neil Old. Come on. Ooh, fucking hell. He won't like that. <laughs> he won't hear it. <laughs> he, will, <laughs> no, he will not. Uh, what about merch? Buying some merch. We should get some uh, get some more T-shirts out there, probably. Yeah, from the Amish loot chest. Um, link in the show notes for yep. that. If you want a current grape T-shirt, literally a communist hoodie. Or uh, three weeks to flatten the earth. Yeah. Mug. Mug. Or T-shirt or whatever. Mug. That's a good way to support us. And you get something tangible as well. Yeah. That's like That's a, good. something to wear, you know, cleaning the garage <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> whatever. Why not be sexy while you're cleaning the garage? <laughs> Absolutely. No, we shouldn't because it's a T-shirt. comfortable getting covered in all that grime. <laughs> Doing an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just, just rubbing your nipples while you're doing it. White, oversized current grape t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Got a correction. Uh, we missed oh. this last week. Got a correction from Bunyan Up. We didn't lie. We're just ignorant no, of that's the truth. It. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the capital of New Zealand is Auckland. I thought Wellington. Wellington. There yeah. you go. So there you are. Thanks for that. Bringing up geographically challenged. Am I? Uh, all of us. I didn't correct you well, live. No. Had to rely on Bunyanut to correct us. Um, Wellington population two hundred twelve thousand. That's quite a lot. Is that is a gold, golden ratio? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, artwork. If you want to be a producer and get a produce, produce credit, you can submit some artwork via the Discord or the um, <laughs> the email. You can email us at thearmistinquisition at gmail dot com. And uh, we didn't get any submissions for artwork this week. I made my own. Oof. I'm going to reveal the artwork for episode two two one now. Bow. Here it comes. Oh, it's sliding down. Oosh. There it is. Oh. Look how many elements I've got in there. So, you know, it's Ryan 7. 7 is the magic number. Yeah. We've got the seven colours of the spectrum here. And then we've got the seven notes of a musical scale. Whole notes, though. Why didn't you go with, like, semiquavers? Because they're not harmonic. Seven notes in in a scale. Octave. All right. Well, an octave is eight notes, but the first and the eighth note are the same. Yeah. So it's seven notes in a scale. Jehovah. There are seven names for God. I just picked Jehovah because that's the one everyone knows. We've got the and seven sacraments. It has sacra- seven letters. And it has seven <laughs> letters, yeah. Jehovah. And uh, <laughs> the seven sacraments of uh, the Christian church. I can't remember them all. Uh, baptism, oh confirmation, communion, confession. Uh, marriage. Last, marriage. Last rites. And... Um, Holy Orders, I think. Is it Holy Orders? I think Holy Orders is a sacrament. You can't do all of them then, can you? (coughs) Why not? What's Holy Orders again? Becoming a priest? Yeah. Well, you can't get married then. Well, get married first. All right, okay. I don't know. Uh, Oh, the seven archangels. Oh, I don't know the names. Uriel. Uriel is one. Gabriel. Yes. Michael. Michael. Michael's chief. Chief archangel. Archangel. Yeah, Michael, uh, uh, Raphael, 
<laughs> Galadriel. <laughs> Galadriel. Galadriel isn't. So uh, Michael is number one. Gabriel is usually two. Uh, Uriel, Raphael. Raphael. And I can't remember the other three off the top of my head. But it's, it's more... Baphomet. <laughs> Baphetit. More, you know, of these seven recurring Sevens. seven things. They've used about seven different fonts there as well, Phil. <laughs> 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 wow yeah yeah sacred geometry seven fonts for seven brothers there's so, not enough triangles for my liking well you know donatello donatello wasn't an archangel kalel <laughs> for goodness sake <laughs> leonardo <laughs> splinter <laughs> crank <laughs> Shredder, back to the techno <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Casey Jones, April O'Neil. April O'Neil, yeah. Oh, April O'Neil with the yellow jumpsuit. Mm. We need a, <laughs> a name for the YouTube thumbnail. A oh, title. What are we going to do for this? Fuck. Sacred geometry in your buttocks. <laughs> yeah. Your bullocks. <laughs> there were some bulls. Um, what do you think? Uh,. What's gonna be? What's gonna punch? What's gonna grab people to look at this video on the on the seven secret sciences? We just talked about so much. It's like, I think sacred geometry, golden golden ratio, golden ratio was was golf ball dimples, <laughs> sacred golf balls. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling for information. Inspiration for information. <laughs> I was struggling for information, G. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll have to think of something. Yeah, we'll put it on. What I usually do is uh, the next day I skip through every five minutes. I go forward in five minute chunks to listen to what we're, we're talking about, and that's one how I get word from each section. That's how I get the title, the show title. Nice. Right. It's, it's normally three words or phrases. So hopefully something will inspire me. What else? Artwork we've done. Focus chi requests. Fucking hell. I don't even know if I've got the... Uh... Have we got one? Yeah. Uh, where we are. Focus chi requests. So if you've got... Um, I don't know what you've got coming up. A job interview. Yeah. Maybe you're having relationship problems. Maybe you're suffering from um, a depleted chi in the form of a health condition, an ailment that you require aid with. Just generally in a funk. Yeah, you can post that in the Discord channel or email us at thearmistinquisition at gmail.com and we, as a community, will focus our chi in your direction for your given aim and it is 100% effective. And I'm an official chi focus master. Chi gong. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So, and, yeah. uh, I'll so, try and dial it back a bit so you don't get too much chi. Yes, <laughs> we don't want to, uh, you know, pop any pistons or anything. No, do we? God, no. Chi yeah. pistons. <laughs> So uh, we've got a request from Brother Jamie. Um, where did, where's Brother Jamie from in the UK, do you think? Um, Bookfast Abbey. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's where monks live. Sounds, Scotland. sounds Scottish. Okay, Brother Jamie. I have my passing next month and have to memorise answers to get my second degree in masonry. Groundskeeper, Willie. <laughs> So, so Brother Jamie is going through second degree. He's fellow craft. Right. So he started first degree, entered apprentice. Master's degree. Bachelor's. Mm. Oh, hang on. 
three degrees in front of Degrees, three yeah. So enter the princess. <laughs> enter the princess. <laughs> enter, stranger. <laughs> so enter the princess. Yeah. Fella craft, master mason. So he's going for fella craft. Grade two, yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, I have my passing next month and I have to memorize answers to get my second degree in masonry. Okay, so let's focus our chi in your direction and make it happen. Bend over, Jamie, suck it up. Chinese asshole. There it goes. It's going out now. That protester guy at the end really throws me off. <laughs> I keep thinking it's Cartman from South Park, but it was that guy from uh, from Hong Kong, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> on the, on that, that meme. He sounds like Carmen. Don't trust, don't trust China. China is at all. He doesn't then, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for the housekeeping? Birthdays? you got a birthday shout out. You can uh, request a birthday shout out if you've got a birthday coming up. Who's got a birthday coming up, Phil? I don't know. Well, whoever it is can have a happy birthday from me. I've got a birthday tomorrow. Yes. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. Cheers, Nige. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else? Um, we could receive coins that are tossed in our direction. <laughs> yeah, toss a coin, bitches. Toss a coin to your wish. You know, because oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable oh, and the weather's fucking shit. Yes, do it for the lads. Lads, lads. Um, if you go to armistinquisition.com, you'll find a PayPal button there, and you can give us a one-off donation, sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation, and donations at the level of £50 or over will grant you the rank, the title, the... Ooh, order. Yes, the order of the garter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rank of executive producer for that episode, and that looks shit out on your What more beat. could you want? Exactly, yeah. Only you fuckers out there can save Blockland and keep this shit show running. Because, you know... Because I'm literally a communist. And we need your communist rubles. <laughs> no, not those. <laughs> keep those. Okay, let's thank the producers for episode 221. Who have we got? We've got Rona Kesson, Brother Jamie, Bill from 13 Questions Podcast, Mostly Business, Helen from Troy, Slicko, and the anonymous folk who bought merch this week. Um, goes without saying, if you want a credit for buying your merch... Send us a picky of you modelling your hoodie oh, yeah. or your t-shirt, and we'll we'll gladly do that. So In your you. garage for extra points. Yes, yeah. Or <clears throat> at, at, at the green of a golf course. Oh, yeah, with a 432 dimpled ball. Yes. Thank you. So amazing. They are. Yes. So amazing. And their love, literally. The best mate. It's time to big up the man dams, yo, the dwarf, the current, the grape, the homophobe, the winds, the asthma, the cons, the number 11, the blind man, the fallen on the horizon, the cripple, and the mother of the sun, from hell. Bring on. <laughs> I don't go oh, man. Will. And corn pop was a bad dude. I got hairy legs. Epic dub. Here's more from Dick Pound. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your support for another week. I enjoyed that. Yes. Yes, I thank you. That. Yeah. 
I've done producers now. I should explain, like, well, I had three pints before we even started recording with Ryan. Yeah, it's terrible. You're terrible to work with. I know. I'm terrible. It's such a... It's just serious. It's time to business. big up the man Dems. Just, Yo. Any, anything could happen, basically. COVID. <laughs> yeah. I just hope you don't get that. It's amazing. Is that still on? No, it's finished. COVID's yeah, done, yeah. We're on to war now. War in Europe. <laughs> So I was uh, not on my bingo card for, you know, <laughs> this decade. I mean, I was only just about, you know, learning to... We'll also have to learn to die with COVID. And now I'm, I'm worried about, about learning to die of nuclear war now. Get your iodine tablets in. Yeah. I mean, I've not been, I've not been following the, the thing in Ukraine at all. I just get my highbrow political discourse from BBC Question Time. So I'm... Glad you've not had a look at it. I spent the first two days of the war glued to or switching between all the news channels, including <coughs> Al Jazeera, Russia Today, BBC, Sky News, and seeing how markedly different the the approaches were. I mean, I think Al Jazeera, in my opinion, from that two days of news watching, gave the most kind of uh, balanced balanced view yeah rt was fucking mental and it's just got increasingly more like this is a special operation they don't mention war at all um they don't show the same videos and images that you see on the other channels they were showing like water tanks being delivered when that um apartment block had a missile landing it the other day so it, it was very weird, and I knew I knew it would be, and I, I flicked between them purposely. Yeah. So I wanted to see how how wildly different it would be, and who's right? Well, not RT, I would say. Why not? <laughs> the um, I think they're going to ban it, aren't they? They ban it. It's been banned. The EU have banned RT from broadcasting in 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 the EU, and I think we will follow because we. It was we down yesterday. I can I can get on. Oh, is it is it gone now? The internet off the internet. Oh right. Oh okay. The the RT website. Oh the website now. Yeah, I was thinking the channel on. I it. think Anonymous took it down. Well, did they? They've been doing a lot of um, hacking, haven't they? Hmm. I mean, the danger is you only end up with one side of a story. That's true. I think a part of the problem is is that no one knows what to trust anymore after the last two years. When it comes to news media, I think there's. A, I mean, there's so much. This is the other thing that that I don't like uh, that's happened in the last week. I've seen so much combat footage of like dismembered bodies, burning really? tanks, all kinds of shit. Yeah, it's it's absolutely the amount of stuff that's available and just like well, it's just there straight away. No, on NSFW tags, of course. No, on on. Oh, God, that's not internet. good. It's not good to watch. No, it's stuff. not. It's, it's horrible. horrible. It is horrible, and obviously I've stopped. Yeah. Um, but it's—I think it has—it has affected me. Yeah, it will. Which I didn't think it would. But um, there you go. You can't unsee. No, you can't. No. Things. No. This Definitely. is why you need to to stick with Question Time. Yes, tell me about Question Time. BBC, sorry, because that's segued where... into my own psyche. That's fine. <laughs> this is where you get, you know, the cutting edge of political discourse on the BBC, the BBC's flagship political programme. And I've got a clip here. 
I've got a couple of clips. We'll start with this one. All right. And the woman here in the yellow cardi. Putin is Hitler with nuclear weapons. I'm scared. Um, are any of you scared? Good, isn't it? Putin is Hitler. It kind of, uh, I was recording the clip yesterday. I streamed, I, I pre- did a prep stream yesterday. Oh, we've got them back in again, the Russian trolls. How do I get rid of them? You can't. This is Harrow here, block. Yeah, I was uh, recording this clip yesterday. Putin is Hitler. <laughs> and it just reminded me of this uh, classic clip from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. 1994. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. A thing? Yeah. So. Einhorn is Putin. Finkel (laughs) is Hitler. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Some editing. (laughs) Live? I just did that live. Hello? Putin is Hitler. <laughs> there was a there was a U- Ukrainian um, journalist at a press conference who misspoke and or misspoke. It sounded like she did it on purpose, actually. But she said Hitler instead of Putin in a in a question to um, I think it was in it was in the NATO the the would it have been NATO yeah a NATO press conference this week. There's been loads loads of shit going down. Yeah, I'm pretty much oh. ignoring it. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Apart from Question Time, I've got another uh, another great clip from Question Time this week. Another keen-eyed piece of political discourse. There in the in the jacket. Yes, you. Why is it that Putin doesn't want them to join NATO? Why doesn't Putin want them to join NATO? And how, how, why is it so long to join NATO? All right. They said it takes right. years. Why is that? All right, we'll come right. to that in a minute. Right. I'll just get a few more questions. Yes, the man here in the, in the, in the second row in the pink shirt. Jeez, I mean, why wouldn't Putin want Ukraine to join NATO? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's... there's... Why, uh, why does it take so long? It doesn't take that long. I think there's Article Five, isn't it? You can get almost instant, instant joining. All oh, right. Well, why doesn't Putin want Ukraine to join NATO? Because <laughs> he doesn't want borders with NATO. <laughs> what, what does NATO do? Exactly. Well, that's what it what it boils down to, isn't it? That question is from someone who doesn't doesn't fully understand the history and politics. This is the flagship BBC. Fucking political program, yeah, but man. She's, she's just picking out woman in yellow jumper and woman in green jacket. Yeah, but there in the in the jacket. Yes, jacket. Why is it that Putin doesn't want them to join NATO? And how? Because there is fucking enemy. Yeah, that's why NATO was set up. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Now the second question. Um. Why does it take so long? Joining NATO is a fucking big deal. It is in on a on a normal pathway, but I think there is a a, a speedier path. I, even Whoa. like Finland were looking into it. Yes, uh, it, it's not that it can be done over a weekend. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, it takes so long because 
once you're in NATO, it's one for all. Yeah, you you have a smaller national you, you, army, but you share you're sharing your resource across many many countries. No, it's not that. It's the principle of if you invade a NATO country, all NATO is invaded. Yeah. We defend one for all, one for all. That means British troops, American troops, yeah, on the ground, yeah, or nuclear war, which is, which is the thing that most terrifies woman in jacket. <laughs> oh no, sorry, yellow cardigan woman. I mean, it's like joining NATO is a big deal. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it's a mutual defense pact. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah, but you can do it in a weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, if the will is there, mm. the political will. The fact is, is that we don't care enough about Ukraine to let them in. That's why they're not in. Mm. We're, we're not willing to uh, go to war for Ukraine. That's why they're not in NATO. Well, you know, and you need a buffer. Yeah. You need a buffer zone, unfortunately. I don't know, it sounds callous, but it kind of is. At a geopolitical level, it is callous. These are callous decisions that are made by people, you know, fuck me, I wouldn't want that job. I wouldn't have to make these decisions. I'm glad I don't have to. Uh, there are there are some. Are there some? I don't know if there are. This might be wrong. I don't know if any of the other Baltic states are NATO members. Poland, Latvia? Poland. <coughs> Latvia, well, I think. Poland ever part of Russia, though? I don't think they were. Soviet Union, yeah. Really? Yep. Poland were, yeah. I know Latvia were, Lithuania. I think Latvia and Lithuania may be in NATO. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, that's, that's UN and NATO mixed up. Sometimes. That's the concern is that Ukraine could be a stepping stone to NATO countries. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't know enough. I certainly don't know enough. The woman in the yellow cardigan doesn't know enough. No, I, I'd say I probably know as much as the woman in the yellow cardigan. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. A couple demand refund for Blackpool gig because Ukraine war makes it unsafe to travel from Hull. <sighs> A whole couple has demanded a full refund for their Blackpool show tickets due to the Ukraine invasion, a comedy club claims. The comedy club, Comedy Station, is in the seaside resort, claims they received an email in which customers stated the escalating conflict between Russia and Ukraine has made it unsafe to travel from Hull to Lancashire. The couple apparently called the box office and demanded a refund, only to be told by staff this was not possible and they could instead choose to come another night. I do not want that because I don't know how long this will go on for, the customer said. He showed me so-called terms and conditions, which I didn't read when I booked the tickets a few weeks ago, like nobody does. And nowhere in them does it say anything about no refunds for war. I suggest they check their house insurance policy. <laughs> Would you like to see the letter that they sent? I'd love to see it. <sighs> oh. Complaint for the manager. My husband and I planned a trip to Blackpool this weekend and we have got tickets for your Saturday night laugh show, 7pm. I spoke <laughs> to someone called Rob, if that is even his real name, on Facebook texts Text asking for a yeah. refund for our two tickets, which we paid for in full a few weeks ago. Due to events in Russia and you. you Ukraine, Ukraine, <laughs> it is not safe for us to travel from Hull as we are both retired. Retarded? Retired. <laughs> what's, re- what's, what's their employment status got to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> what? Do you, 
Is it due to events or the fact that they're retired that it's not safe to travel from home? Due to this, it's safer that we stay near to home until it's sorted. <laughs> it's sorted. Yeah, Ukraine's sorted, love. Come on. I told Rob that I wanted a refund and he said he would move the tickets to another date. But I do not want that because I don't know how long this will go on for. No one knows. A million exclamation marks. He showed me so-called terms and conditions. So-called. The so-called terms and conditions. Which I did not read when I booked the tickets a few weeks ago, like nobody does. And nowhere in them does it say anything about no refunds for a war. As it is not in your so-called terms and conditions, I am legally allowed a full refund. And I will take this to the trading standards. I'll take this to trading standards, if not refunded, in 24 hours. I mean it! We we are can. <laughs> we are can not attend because of things beyond our control. So arrange for a full refund for both tickets to be paid back on the debit card I used to buy the two <laughs> tickets. <laughs> She's gone mad with the caps lock, hasn't she? Fuck, we have lost or we have already lost money on train tickets and our bed and breakfast bookings. I bet they're relieved, aren't they? B and B that these fuckers aren't coming. Well did he not try and get the money back for the train tickets and the bed and breakfast? Because there's a war yeah. going on. Don't he know? And we're retired. Ah, they're retired. They can't get on a train <laughs> in wartime. <laughs> Oh, my God. Our bed and breakfast booking, as they say, we have just chose to not go. But this is probably just everyone in Blackpool sticking together to scam people during a war. <laughs> Disgusting. You are supposed to be a po- you, you are supposed to be a comedy store. But this is not funny at all. Have some respect. My solicitor will be informed and I will report you to trading standards if you don't pay me back in 24 hours. That letter's pretty funny. Holy shit. What do you want to see the community club's reply? Ah, yeah, it's about time, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Robert showed me the entire conversation on Facebook Messenger and I must firstly commend him on his professionalism. (laughs) Ooh. Our staff work extremely hard to ensure that our customers are well looked after and any problems are resolved as quickly as possible and to us. They're more important than the comedians you pay to see. Despite offering multiple resolutions to your problem, you persisted in calling him a liar, swearing at him, asking if he masturbates to a poster of Putin. He doesn't, by the way. I have a rule that he's only allowed to masturbate to me. (laughs) At which point he quite rightly advised you that he was not going to continue with the conversation and gave you our email address. Since ending the conversation, you've messaged a further 17 times, abusing Rob, which is completely unacceptable and will not be tolerated. As Rob mentioned, you are not entitled to a refund simply because you live nearer to Russia than we do. You've now been blocked from all our social media accounts and any further contact will be ignored. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Tasvidanya! Ryan Gleason, manager of the uh, the comedy station. Lovely. I think we should go to the comedy station. It sounds like it might be a fun old time. Yeah, it sounds better than uh, Hull. Hull. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <coughs> oh, my God, what's happened to this? this Where thing? even is Hull? Is it East Riding of Yorkshire? It's uh, East Coast, yeah. East Yorkshire, yeah. I've never been. It's kind of like... Uh, 
Wouldn't this really is help. such a crock of shit. Where is it? It's on the East Coast. I've been to the East Coast, sorry, Scarborough. Yeah, I'm not sure about Hull. So I'm going to put it on my list. I think you've got a lot of hairy legs around there. I got hairy legs. In Hull. In Hull. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, we've done the, the comedy club. I think that's Ukraine. I think we've fixed Ukraine now. Yeah, well, we'll we'll check next week. <laughs> Did uh, Richard madeley has been in trouble again? <sighs> he hasn't been touching people, has he? No, he's he's back on GMB in the mornings. Good morning, Britain. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the, there was a clamour to get him back. Because he's well, he's such value for money, isn't he? You don't know what he's going to say. He's living Gallon Partridge. Wild. He's wild as a loose cannon. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, there was 800 Ofcom complaints uh, recently because, uh, well, let's hear it. Talking about um, the kerfuffle over uh, Keir Starmer not prosecuting Jimmy Savile. Can I just just pick you up on something? I mean, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist, do you, to know that the failure to prosecute Jimmy Savile, which was a, a terrible mistake, did happen on Keir Starmer's watch when he was running the DPP, of something for which he actually apologised. So you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to think that. Come on, Richard. Look, we all know that this is just a deep deflection from what Boris Johnson is trying to do. We come into politics to serve the public. Boris Johnson came into politics to serve himself. And there is no barrel that he won't scrape uh, to try and smear people that stand in his way. And you can see that even his own staff at Downing Street have had enough. Is there no limit to his shame? Yeah, he got in trouble just for, uh, just for pointing out a fact. That Keir we'll Starmer. Get in trouble now if you say that. Um, well, we're already in trouble. I don't 800, 800 YouTube complaints. Yeah. I'd welcome the uh, the communication with our listeners. <laughs> uh, you get a problem when you're in you're in trouble when if you state facts, you're censored. The sky, I can't say that's not a fact. What? The sky is not blue. It's, illu- oh, it's an it? illusion. It has no color. Why is it blue then? Is it the reflection of the ocean? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, it, maybe, yeah. No, it's it something to do with uh, the atmosphere. Plus, my blue isn't the same as your blue. Oh, don't get me on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, do you mean uh, like if I invented a, a new colour? A brand new colour? Yeah. <laughs> One that no one ever seen before. <laughs> you dug it up. <laughs> right there in the garden. It'd be the greatest thing. Would. He's in trouble, isn't he? He got, yeah. he got... No one like, knows what we're talking about. We're obscure, talking know. about an obscure <laughs> mid-90s band whose singer is in trouble. <laughs> no one has any idea what we're talking I about. I forgot where I was then, sorry. Yes. Let's get back on track. The sky is blue. The sky is blue. Or not. No, it's... I can't think of a fact. <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, Maidley had to do an apology and the next day, here it is. It was a really busy show yesterday, there's so much to do. I want to say one thing very quickly at the top here. Um, I tried to pose a question in one of our early discussions on the programme about how prolific online death threats are. Um, I didn't actually quite address it properly, I didn't, I didn't go into it enough. I just want to reiterate the obvious statement that death threats clearly are, are, are never acceptable. Um, one thing that we couldn't see coming, of course, was the Prince Andrew story. I know, and listen, it <laughs> is like all across the papers this morning. What? I'm the son of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should just say that from now on. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of a half-hearted uh, 
I thought an apology. Have you heard of Neom? Noom. Neom. Neom. No. Glow in the dark beaches. Oh, I saw him having Kanye West's new music player. Oh, like Tidal. You can like mix bits of track. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying those words in the right order even. <laughs> it looks like a white hockey puck with some lights on it. What? What? What is it? <laughs> What's it called? It's, it's hardware? Yeah, hardware, yeah. That does what? You can, I think you can mix different tracks within a song. So what? It's like having a master and then... Whoa, so you can tell like the beats from the loonies I got five on it <laughs> no, and mix no. that in with Brian Adams. It'll only be what Please forgive me. <laughs> I wish. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Um, What's the point of it then? Exactly. So <laughs> can only listen to what Kanye pushes onto it, I think. Really? No, I don't know. I made that up. But he has got a thing and it does look like a hockey puck with the lights on. Is it just a hockey put with lights? I think it might be. In which case, I'm disappointed. I well, let's see if um, see if our listeners will uh, buy us one. Oh, right, okay. I don't know what it's called though. So. Well, it's not called neon. Neon. It's not that. Glow in the dark beaches. Billions of trees planted in a country dominated by the desert. Levitating trains. A fake moon. <laughs> a car-free, carbon-free city. City built in a straight line over 100 miles long in the desert. Are you just reading our old show notes? (laughs) Uh, These are some of the plans for Neom, a futuristic eco-city that is part of Saudi Arabia's pivot to go green. But is it all too good to be true? Neom claims to be a blueprint for tomorrow in which humanity progresses without compromise to the health of the planet. It's a $500 billion project, part of Saudi Arabia's Vision 2030. Ooh, 2030, be like UN Agenda 2030. Plan to wean the country off oil, the industry that made it rich. Covering a total of 26,500 square kilometres, larger than Kuwait or Israel. <laughs> Fucking larger than Israel. Neon will, will, developers claim, exist entirely outside the confines of the current Saudi judicial system. Fucking Westworld. Free state. Yeah. Governed by an autonomous legal system that will be drafted up by investors. Mm. (laughs) Sketch. Sketchy. (laughs) Ali Shihabi, a former banker, now on Neon's Neon's advisory board, says the mega territory will include a 170-kilometer-long city called The Line which will run in a straight line through the oh, desert. Like the Vegas Strip. It's crazy. If that sounds unlikely, Shihabi explains that the line will be built in stages, block by block. People say that this is some crazy project that's going to cost gazillions, but it's going to be built module by module Can't in a manner that meets demand. Much like Barcelona's traffic-free superblocks, he explains that each square will be self-sufficient and contain amenities such as shops, and schools so that anything people need will be in a five-minute walk or cycle way. This is the UN Agenda 2030. This is in a metaverse, right? (laughs) This is in real life. You Ah. will live in this block. Everything will be in five minutes. You have no need to leave your block. What are you doing leaving your block? Have you got the carbon credits to leave your block? Get back in your fucking block! Uh, (laughs) Excuse me, Susan. I can see you leaving your block. Turn around. 
return to your block, your housing block. <laughs> That's just, this is how it's going to work, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, the super blocks. Uh, when complete, travel along the line will be via hyperspeed trains. What's a hyperspeed train? It's like a speedy train, but more so. More so. Uh, with the longest journey, never more than 20 minutes. 170 kilometers long. <laughs> 20 minutes. What's more, Neon will be the home to Oxagon. That sounds amazing. Whatever that is. Oh, just wait till you see it. A city floating on water. Oxagon. A city floating on water. Spanning seven kilometers, making it the largest floating structure in the world. Neom's chief executive, Nadmi Al Nasser, has said the port city will welcome its first manufacturing tenants at the beginning of 2022. So I've got a picture here of uh, the floating city. What's it called again? Oxagon. <laughs> there we go. Amazing. Here wow. it comes. Holy shit. How ace does that look? That's the uh, the artist's rendering. Are they all slums on the left? Well, uh, do you want to see uh, the Google image of what it actually looks like? Yeah. Oh, that's a rendered image, right? Oh, it's not doing it. Fuck. Why is it not doing it? Oh, there, there we you go. go. There we go. That's what it actually looks like. Uh, it ain't flowing, bro. <laughs> it's not even an octagon. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's just a square. Squackagon. <laughs> that's a square penal colony, basically, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's where you're going to live. What? what? Can you can you go back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. They're going to have to get a lot of water from somewhere. <laughs> For a start. Yeah. Uh, is this where the guards live? Here. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, pretty grim, isn't it? Urban hell. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll stay away with the autonomous legal system, which will be dictated to by the by, by the investors. Fuck that shit. I'm going to invest. Yeah. Make, make some laws. I don't fancy it. I don't fancy it. I'm going to stay away from Neom. Yeah? We'll be there. Amish Inquisition 2032. Maybe if you invest. Live from Neom. How much? How much do you think it will buy? How much will it cost to buy one of those pods? A, a Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, so then. Yeah. Be able to buy the whole thing for a single Bitcoin in five years. <laughs> are you a maximalist? No. Are you, not? are you a minimalist? I'm a fantasist. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any Bitcoin, do you? Do you have any? No Bitcoin. I haven't got anything anymore. Now I sold up this week. Everything. Yeah. Get the war chest ready. Put it in gold. No, no, it's too no. late. Too late for that. Why? I'm going to war. I know. I'm just frittering it away. Well, you can't take it with you. Exactly. So I own a beer in the week. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh Coke. Cocaine. Yeah, cocaine hookers. Oh, I don't know. It seems like a lot of effort. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm too lazy. So I could pay someone to. 
Have the cocaine and <laughs> hookers. Cut, cut the cocaine and operate my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Thrust. <laughs> Thrust. Inhale. <laughs> I think you're hitting hitting the point, Phil. That Thrust. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Maybe he could be uh fucking vegan. Definitely. Your uh your pubic operator. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut out. Cunt grape. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> oh, anything uh anything you want to talk about tonight? Don't really I mean I wanted to talk about, you know, with a with a trained psychologist. The fact I'd seen a lot of combat footage, but he's not here, is he? I've been there. So. I've, I've 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 had spells of watching uh, gruesome stuff online. Fucked uh, beheadings and stuff. Oh, I've never seen a beheading. Uh, don't. I won't. Don't. <laughs> I won't. Um, <laughs> these things leave marks on your soul. They do. They and do. and it it goes the same with. Uh, these sort of extreme violences that you see on the internet when wars are happening. Mm. Uh, I mean, some will argue, well, this is reality. Fucking deal with it. This is actually happening. Get over yourself. Suck it up. Could be you. T- could be you next year. So, you know, there's an element of that, which I understand, but um, I don't know. I, I sort of, um, I just want it all to stop. I think we just need yeah. to cease, cease fire, please. Yes. Can someone sort out a ceasefire? Then we can sort this out. Go again. Because um, the only way it ends is with a, a political settlement. Mm. That's the only way wars ever end. Yep. Political settlement or one side is, is murdered till there's no one left. Yeah. So uh, can we just sort of stop the killing now and then work on the political settlement would be a result for me. If it was here, would you be grating um, polystyrene for Molotov cocktails? Oh, if like Russia invaded the UK... Well, I don't know, it'd be Wales, wouldn't it, over here? There's no land borders. <laughs> if Wales invaded England. Oh, right, if Wales <laughs> invaded England. Just laugh, probably, wouldn't you? <laughs> they're tough fuckers over there, you know. Yeah, they're outnumbered, though, aren't they? By idiots. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see myself being any use in a, in a battle, battle situation. Yeah, I mean, you've seen me on Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, it depends how... It depends on the threat, doesn't it? What's the scale of the threat? Mm. You know, um, the difference is you can't really compare those two things because Russian Russia's army is ginormous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you know how many tanks the UK has? Surely not very many because we've known... Yes. 20? <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're in order of magnitude out. out. <laughs> 20,000? That'd be several orders of magnitude. No, 200. 200, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. UK has 200. How many French, How many tanks does the French have? They'll have loads. Well, they have a big... They have land borders, don't they? 220. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Germany has about 250 tanks. Panzers. How many tanks does Russia have? Ah, uh, t- 20,000? 13,000. 13,000 tanks, well, minus a few. Well, have they lost some? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the analogy would be more like 
how would you feel if you were Welsh and the English were invading? That would be a closer analogy, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope we never get into a situation where we we have to take up arms to defend our country. Christ, no. But we've been completely spoiled in the last uh, 30 years. And we spent, you know, the last 10 years worrying about pronouns. <laughs> Haven't we? Yeah, and well. we've sort of lost track of things that, that are uh, sort of higher up on the schedule of importance. We've been spoilt and uh, modicoddled and gone soft. And that's why we're being attacked now. Yeah, because, well... The West is weak. Yeah, Putin's attacking the whole West, isn't he, really? It's not yeah. about Ukraine per se. I don't think so. We're to pretty be ballsy weak. enough to say, like, you know, if anyone messes, you'll, you know, you'll, it'll be the worst thing that's ever happened. That's obviously a veiled nuclear threat. And then to put his, his troops on high alert today, his nuclear stuff... But I, I think there's there's probably like thousands of nukes on high alert at all times. I think the the threat was uh, he would nuke power stations, right? In UK, what, in the UK, yeah. Like there's one in a uh, big one in Kent. Can't remember what it's called now, but yeah, that would be one to go. Just not the grid out. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with you. You know your Western civilized democracy once the power goes out for a month. I wouldn't necessarily use nukes, would he, to... Um, that, he's got some hypersonic easy. missiles. Yeah, that would be easier, wouldn't it? Quicker. <sighs> you know, um, it, it, Ukraine... Uh, not Ukraine, fucking um, Russia. And Ukraine. I think they have about 6,000 warheads. US have about 4,000. UK have like 10 or something. Probably a bit more. A couple hundred. But it, it would take... I think between two and three hundred to completely obliterate the UK, like all all, all life. Yeah. It's not a lie, is it? You could do that and then still have enough to argy bargy with the rest of the world. I think this is how um, humanity gets wiped out. It's uh, through science and technology, basically. We don't have the maturity to wield the things that we've invented. No. And whether it be nuclear annihilation or a biological weapon, escaped virus that's been uh, run through gain of function, whatever it is, whichever of those three, it'll be one of those three that wipes us out and it'll be our own fault. Yeah. And uh, that's the way it's going to go, I think. Bloody hell, really is. Well... I don't know what the answer is to that. It just seems like a matter of time to me. It seems almost inevitable. Because we have this small we have this small demographic of the population who are psychopaths. Yeah. The scorpion and the turtle. Yes. They don't care if they it's take everyone with, they don't care if they take everyone with them. No. Uh so we need safeguards to keep these fuckers out of power. I have a wacky theory that Putin's um, received a terminal diagnosis recently wow. and started and just gone, all right, fuck it, now's the time. Really? Wow. How old, how old is he about? So wacky 70, theory. 70? 70 years, yeah. 
Novichok. <laughs> I can't imagine that's how he'll, he'll end up going. Someone brews him <coughs> tea. Right, well, we can't end on that. So depressing, man. Locals spot mystery six-foot man-goat roaming uh, near village in the early hours. Cabras. A six-foot man-goat sighting in the dead of night. Six-foot mango? <laughs> <laughs> Six-foot man, a six-foot goat man. <laughs> Sighting in the dead of night has got locals scratching their heads. Goat boy, no! At 2 a.m. in the early hours of Sunday, a resident from the village of Staverton in Northamptonshire was shocked to see a large figure in front of them. For a brief moment, their car lights illuminated the creature, highlighting its powerful back legs. A second later, and the mystery animal was gone. A baffled spotter took to mum's net. Ah, Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> and posting under the name Galloping High Road, asked what they might have seen. The initial message read, We had been away for a few nights and travelled back quite late. Towards the end of our journey, this was about 2am, we were driving along the A road in a rural area when something crossed the road in front of us in full headlights for about three seconds. It was about the height of a person, maybe six foot or over, but had short, powerful legs and hips, which seemed to move. Hips that didn't lie. <laughs> in, in a circular... <laughs> <laughs> hips that seemed to move in a circular, fluid fashion. <laughs> Are you coming? We're in Northamptonshire. We're doing Northampton. <laughs> oh, fuck. It, it was not a deer because it stood on, stood on two legs. Why, right, Mick? That's how you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the Midlands. This was in the Midlands and the area's traditional rolling fields and woodland. In this particular spot, there was no houses or buildings. Nearest is over a mile away. We drove back today. It's, it's only seven miles from home to look at the road layout. And whatever it was moved in a wide bowl-shaped field. Dropping down to a stream. Any ideas? It's Mick Jagger, isn't it? Yeah, Mick uh, Jagger. No. A six-foot goat man who has hips, short, short powerful legs, <laughs> and hips which move in a circular fluid fashion. Fucking hell. It's Nick mailed on, isn't it? Dripping balls, man. <laughs> in response. Oh, any ideas? Other more fanciful ideas for its identity, identity include the mythical creature of Slender Man, Oh. Or a Sasquatch. So isn't Slenderman made up by internet people? <laughs> this is on Mum's net. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In response, Galloping High Rod replied, Not a goat man, Slenderman, or Sasquatch. These things don't <laughs> exist. Sex Squatch. Sasquatch, Sex Squatch. <laughs> You're a Sex Squatch. It did have fine rhythmic hips. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, my God. I'd normally play the music to play ourselves out, but the tablets died. Oh, well, you did exactly what I told you you were going to do, which was use the battery. <laughs> yeah, I've used it fully. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm going to pretend that the music is fading in now. Is it fading in right now? I think it is, yeah. I'm going to have to uh, do this in post. Right. Caesar and Christ. Citizen Christ. <laughs> what did he say? Well, being a good, responsible <laughs> citizen is something we should all uh, aspire to. You know, you know the old adage, eat I have food. to say, it's hard right now. I'm the son of the Pope. All right, let's fuck off into the night. Yep, mostly plants. Can't! <laughs> mostly can't. Mostly plants. Fuck off. Oh. Feces. <laughs> no, you know the old adage. No, that is absolutely. This whole thing is 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 total rhubarb. Rite of passage. What the farage? Is that right? Art right now. I'm the son of the Pope. Putin is Hitler. <laughs>